Yes, sir. Time to crank up the big, the bottas, and the boom shakalakas, baby. I am the captain. We are the sports brew. And as we get ready to crank up a little winter break, holiday break, Christmas break, Hanukkah break, whatever you want to break for, other than maybe a Kit Kat bar, but I do like those as a stocking stuffer. Uh, we're going a little bit old school here on this fine, wasted Wednesday. My brother, the Twitter Terminator, is actually down here in the basement with me, Woo. going large and in charge. Yes, sir. Unlike the New York Giants offense, which did not go large and in charge, <laughs> which is why... Which, and the Dallas Cowboys. And the Dallas Cowboys, which is, I guess, you know, the New York Giants offense disappeared. And so did Mark. So another <laughs> night, <laughs> another night, brother. Hell, even the Redskins put some damn points on the board. Come what? on, man. What? <laughs> what are you going to do? But no, that's fun. It's nice. Uh, yeah, this is kind of like a little classic brew. Back in the day when we first started this, Shannon, of course, would come over and uh, we repped pretty strong in the basement. And uh, Lord knows, blew through our fair share of beverages along the way. Goodness no doubt about that. Now, we have a lot of cups, a lot of glasses. So I guess we're here to kick some Wednesday night, Wasted Wednesday, Ursers, and we'll see where this podcast takes us. But certainly a good kickoff to Christmas. I think that's how we're going to view this. Absolutely. We've updated our uh, sports brew, our ideal, our I Dream to Dream sports brew, sports brewery. So we have some new beer names, and we'll certainly get into some football and have a little fun along the way. But let's go ahead and get this party started the right way, man. Tell you what, dude. First and foremost, since he's down here in the basement, what's up, Twitter Terminator? Or should I call him the fantasy football assassin? (laughs) (laughs) Bro, you took out the number one team in the Sports Brew League. You took out the number two team, me, in the Keeper League. And didn't you also take out the one in another league? I did. I took out our, our buddy Lindy in the oh, uh, other league. And um, you took yourself out. And I took myself out because <laughs> in the league I was 13-1 and one in. I ended up losing that one. But, <laughs> you know, I, I will gladly hand that loss over to win the brew and the keeper league. Yeah, that's a fair trade. It is. It's a, very a fair, fair trade. trade. Fair trade. You know what? Uh, Matt Matt Thomas, one of the, probably one of the best at least starting lineups that I think has 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 been in one of our fantasy leagues. Ran the table the whole regular season. Yeah. Ran the table the whole regular season, and as we've seen many times before, the best team in the regular season doesn't always win. In the womp playoffs. womp first yeah. round. Well, he had a bye, but then got totally taken out by the fantasy football assassin, our very own. Twitter Terminator. <laughs> Cruel, dude. Yeah. Who, was your, who was your MVP? Was it the kicker? It was the kicker, baby. <laughs> Fairbairn. I was about to say, From- Denise, didn't uh, Matt say that was he got Fairbairn in the, in the, in the chat? Yeah. It is crazy to think over the years that the number one seed... Almost always. Always gets knocked out. Yeah. It, always. It, I don't know how much of the league history we'd have to go back and figure out and look through but i feel like the number one seed out of the regular season always gets taken to the woodshed it's or it's, just eats it you almost just want to lose that one seed and not even yeah have just it. don't be the one because it is the proverbial one and done it is it's it, amazing it, it honestly is because i mean you roll <laughs> through the first few weeks and then it gets to the nitty-gritty and then people figure you out and then your studs end up getting stopped and it's like oh um, yeah, can't do anything about it. What are you going to do? You know, the irony is, is both of my starting quarterbacks that I started this season with in those leagues are on IR. Really? Yeah. Who the hell did you start with? I had Garoppolo in the oh, keeper league. Yeah, that's right. 
And then, well, Big Ben was my backup, but I had Andy Dalton in week one. Because oh, he, well. he, he played well early because mm. he had an easy schedule early. Yeah, well. But I don't know if you can really count that one. I don't know that I'd count that one. But, you still, technicality-wise. Still, still. By the way, Randy, Randy, uh, just, just throwing this. Actually, let's get you in here first. Yeah, get in here. Hold on. Let's, get, let's get you. That's what she said. Hey, now. As Shannon would say. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> ah, a little bit of seven dust. What's up, old giggity gals? Uh, not much. Just enjoying the fact that the Niners actually still have life in them, even though they're not in the playoffs. Bro, let me tell you what. I did not see. What, didn't didn't the Seahawks? What was it? Forty three sixteen the other week. Yeah, right. It was. I, I mean, look. I know. I know Seattle still has a pretty good home field advantage, but I certainly did not expect the Forty Niners to go ahead and pull that out. You know what I mean? It's like it's like anybody dating was a Bristol Palin. It's not not pulling out, right? Not, not, they're not supposed to pull it out. What happened? And the 49ers, God bless them, they they got that done. It was amazing, amazing. By the way, they were able to break free they, they, of the the. The condom that was the Seahawks. <laughs> that, that's terrible. <laughs> that's way to look that. at it. I guess that might terrible. be the, that might be the worst, worst <laughs> setup for a, a game discussion that we have ever had here on. And that's saying a lot. That is saying a that's lot. saying a whole lot. It's horrible. Uh, that's impressive. Wait, really. Side so, note: the real reason Mark's not here is that someone lost a five hundred and six or lost five hundred and sixty nine of course it was sixty nine. Is this the Gronk bet? It says Gronk. Is yeah. this the Gronk bet? Someone lost five hundred and sixty nine thousand dollars betting on the Seahawks to beat the 49ers. Holy shit. I mean, can I get like someone that to pay off my mortgage? A better know, right? A better at NGM placed two money line bets totaling five hundred and sixty nine thousand dollars on the Seattle Seahawks to beat the 49ers. The first Good bet was for two hundred thirty-five thousand, and then the book bumped up the price, and they took another three hundred thirty-four on the Seahawks. Wow, dude, that is an incredible sum of money to just flush down the toilet. That's a rivalry game, man. That's a bold move. I mean, that that's that's just that's dumb. a bold move, Either man. You're so rich, you that's like a drop in the the can, or you're just an idiot. How much money do you have to be able to piss away? To make, I mean, I, I guess if you're if you're making half million dollars worth of bets, you have a lot of coin. I mean, that's like Floyd Mayweather billionaires. I mean, that that's big time, dude. The money team. I, that's an incredible. I mean, he was making what million dollar bets on oh, certain. That's events. scary. That's a whole different. That's a whole different world. I, yeah, I, I don't. I don't get how you can just be like, oh yeah, two hundred thousand dollars. Sure, why not? It's like, Huh? It was probably uh-uh. it was probably Jason Witten trying to pull a rabbit out of his head. <laughs> That's probably who it was. <laughs> See, I hate. <laughs> so I want to look at it. Look, man, <laughs> I hate losing like little bets. I hate losing money. Period. Oh. And I couldn't imagine betting that much. That's a staggering amount of money. It is. That's I an mean, amazing amount of money. It's so absurd. Oh. I mean, I mean. Five hundred sixty-nine thousand. I mean, between two or three of us, we could probably be debt-free at that point in time. I know, right? I think all of us would be debt-free at that point. I mean, the the Hell largest yeah. debt we have is our house. Yeah, you know what I mean. Five I mean, half million dollars. My God, 
Good lord. Anyway, so so that's that's our theory as to why D stat's not here. It's yes. it's the donut. It's the Giants donut, <laughs> and it's some bad bets. Yes, and he's in recovery mode. So D stat, feel <laughs> feel better, bro. Salute, <laughs> salute. <laughs> you know what? Let's mm. start this off with a salute o'clock. Do you want to go real old school? Let's yes, yes. Let's do it. Yes, let's do let's it. Do All right, it. hold on, hold on, hold on. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. This is old school. This actually used to lead the podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right. A little salute o'clock. First and foremost, I'm enjoying a Licking Hole Creek. Courtesy of Shannon, by the way. He showed up at the Sixer for me. It was nice of him. Uh, Licking Hole Creek Craft Brewery. I've got a nine-mile IPA. Six and a half. Mighty tasty. The nine-mile Thank you, Licking Hole Creek. I like the can, by the way. Yeah, I tried to go something. I always try to, whenever I bring something over for you, I always try to go different. I, I try not to get the same thing. Well, I've never had this, so that was a win. It, it's a good beer. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. He well played, sir. Well played, sir. And uh, what's in this cup over here, Justin? Oh, 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 oh. And then in my, in my Yeti, of course, I have the Hundo. The Hundo and some Coke, which I've uh, already been in. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> well now easy there like busting stuff up up here like ripping like, uh, holy crap <laughs> I ripped a piece off my keyboard lord he's, he's fired up guys there's the there's the hundo <laughs> in action oh crap he's That's... the hulk at this point <laughs> <laughs> there we go alright alright I put my keyboard back together Okay. Wow. Yes. And uh, but yes, I've got the, I've got the old Captain Morgan, uh, the Hundo Captain and Coke. Man, always, always good. Always good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. I'm rolling with the Ten Fifty. It's from Oscar Blue Blues Brewery. Say that five times fast. It's an Imperial Stout aged in bourbon barrels. Dude, that thing smells so good. Twelve point nine percent. That's a strong beer. And it it's in a tall boy. Look at that can, man. Oh yeah, dude. And it's it's worth it's worth the money I paid for it. Was that a four packer or was that a, a solo operation? It was a solo operation, <laughs> and it's doing the job of a six pack. Let me tell you, because it's it's strong. And Making a, me jealous over here with that, man. Dude, brother, go to go to Kroger and get you one, or go to Total Wine and get you one. That's all you'll need for the night. I mean, I got a little Hardywood Richmond Lager as a little cleanup, but. You know, bro, twelve nine. Yeah, muy it's, potente. It's it's doing the job. <laughs> <laughs> like Bill Belichick says, it's doing its job. Yeah, on the on the Buffalo. I I, I would imagine at this point, yes, <laughs> on the Buffalo. On the, on the <laughs> Buffalo. There you go. All right, Randy, what you got, bro? I'm doing something a little old school tonight, just to kind of relive the glory days of. When we all used to drink a lot of yingling, so that's what I decided to partake in tonight. I thought you were going to say, like, Ice House, Plank Road Brewery or something. Oh, dear sweet Jesus, no. What the hell, man? You said old school, reliving some glory. That's a little too old, old school. I was about to say, that's just a tad bit. And then, uh, you know, bat and clean up, I got a little bit of the hop revolver from Stone. So Nice. Beautiful. Nice. That's a good combo, man. That's a good combo. Oh, and you know what? I'm going to raise a glass, by the way, to Brooklyn's uh, Jared Allen, who blocked LeBron on a... I mean, come on, dude. 
That was beast. That 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 was well timed, well executed. And uh, I was watching PTI, and Will Bond said it was the ninth block and 1,850 dunk attempts in LeBron's career. So Allen is the eighth man to successfully block LeBron James. And of course, Twitter lit up like a Christmas oh, tree. Oh my goodness, he you know? he was top trending there for oh a, had to be for a little while. Yeah, I was like, who is this guy? And then, <laughs> of course, you see the highlight, and you're like, oh, okay, I, that that's well impressive. Done. Well done. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So. This sips for you, Jared Allen. Not football player, Jared Allen, but basketball player. (laughs) Mm. Ah, I think I don't have a lot of basketball notes. You know, the other thing I liked was was Taj Gibson trying to block a shot with a shoe. (laughs) That I thought was great. Hey, (laughs) that was phenomenal. Hey, man, you knew that was a shoe in for the highlight package, right? Hey, yo. Hey, yo. <laughs> anyway, all right, so there's, there's your basketball notes of the night. <laughs> yep, that's it. And, oh, and oh, your and, bad oh, dad oh. joke for the night. <laughs> yes. And by the way, Justin, yeah. I'm glad that you will be a Kentucky fan on Saturday. Who's Kentucky playing? UNC. Oh, go Wildcats. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, ra- I'll raise a glass of that right now. <laughs> <laughs> So there That's you go. You don't hear very often. <laughs> no. There, there's uh, your basketball notes, uh, notes for the day. Basketball? <laughs> hey, that Tim Fitty's kicking my butt. At least he didn't say basket boner. That's dangerous. But... <laughs> wow. <laughs> Whoa. Easy there. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, does he have hey. ups? Yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> is that the low post? <laughs> Above the rim, baby. Above the rim. <laughs> Oh, oh. Man, I can't breathe. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess this is a Christmas kickoff episode, isn't it? It is. Mm. You know what, Justin? Oh, Lord. This is a perfect time for our Christmas PSA. <laughs> oh, oh. Since oh. it's a Christmas kickoff, we do have to break out a, a great PSA that I heard earlier today. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. No, this is this is super. This was that. You know, this is worth doing a salute o'clock. It is. This is this. Look. We're rolling up on a new year. We're wrapping up 2018, and quite frankly, I think we can all say with full full confidence that this song champions. I think a collective thought that we should all. Yeah, I think a lot of people who have common sense. I think this sums it up. Yeah, you know. So this holiday season, whether it's Christmas, Festivus, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, I don't know, whatever it is you celebrate. You know, actually, maybe I should let the song speak for itself. Yeah. I think so. Try not to be a cunt. It's Christmas. Take a tip from Santa's help. The rest of us are doing our best. We're jolly. So don't go looking like you swallowed a bunch of holly. Don't shout at carols, singers, and tell them to stop. Don't buy your presents from the Oxman shop. There's your sports group PSA. Try not to be a cunt. (laughs) (laughs) Try not to be a cunt. It's Christmas. (laughs) 
That is so great. That's phenomenal. Try not to be a cunt. It's Christmas. Try not to be a cunt. It's Christmas. <laughs> I seriously oh. want a party with those three ladies. Oh my god! They're awesome. That that was that oh was glorious. God. Oh my gosh! That's glorious. I like this one user. Got, How could they use such foul language when singing Christmas carols? <laughs> hey, Robert Williams on Facebook. Look, they said it directly to you. Try not to be a cunt. It's Christmas. <laughs> that comment the hell out of it. F O H. Did anybody comment to him to not be a cunt for Christmas? I hope so. I hate to even expand it. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Your first one, thank you. <laughs> yeah, there you go, <laughs> number one. Try not to try not to be one. Eh? <laughs> oh man! Thank you. Oh, thank you. I hurt so much. Oh, that was great. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> that well, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. We'll that's, see you later. That's, that's, a, that's a wrap. That's a wrap. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you know, should we just go Christmas kickoff and just have all kinds of fun? I don't even know what this is, but go for I, it. I don't, are we going to get to any football? It's hey, you know what? Everybody hates the Cowboys. It's all victory for all of us, no matter what else this happened. Is true. This is so, true. So, Christmas, <laughs> Christmas kickoff. Here you go. Here you go. This one, now this is not PSA level. Okay. That's this not... might be POS level. Oh, okay. But it's not PSA level. But I do think this one's pretty fun, too. All right. All right. Because, you know, what is it that you want for Christmas? Like, what, world peace? Beer. Beer. <laughs> Beer. Uh, I saw, uh, there was a meme that I saw today that I thought was perfect. And it was like, what am I going to get for Christmas? Drunk. I'm going to get fucking drunk for yes. Christmas. Yes. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I know how that goes. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so if, if you're, if you want to know, you know, what you want, or at least what Little John wants for Christmas, here you go. No, no, no. Oh, yeah! It's that time of year again! Kool-Aid man, you ready for Christmas? Oh, yeah! Yeah! Swallow a beer down before that came up. <laughs> That's all I needed to spray beer all over my damn computer. You know, to th to do that on the first attempt out of nowhere, I thought was okay. That that was pretty good. Dude. There, there was no practice. Otherwise, I would have I would have tried to mash that up way better than that crap bucket. But we talking about practice. We talking about practice. <laughs> yeah, we talking about practice, man. All right, we are just making sure. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, Sports Brew. By the way, Sports Brew Nation. 
What can I say except you're welcome? <laughs> anyway. You know there's a beer oh. name in that. There's a what? A beer name in that. There's we a... can make a beer name out of that out of you're welcome. What? I thought you were gonna say don't be a cunt. What is that? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> well, no, come on, man. I mean, I'm sure we could the, the, be, make a the don't, don't be, be a, a cunt quad the, or something. Uh, no, I was like, what is it? The citrus. don't be the don't be a cunt citrus or the don't be a cunt sour? Like, what, was, <laughs> what would that be? <laughs> Do we want to talk football or do we want to talk about our sports brew? We haven't talked about any real football yet. Let's talk about our sports brew beers. Or do you <laughs> want to or do you want to hold that or do you want to hold that off until second segment? All right, I tell you, how about second. we do how about we do a game? At, right. le- <laughs> at least one game and then we get back to the sports brew like brewery fun. I mean, it's the Christmas kickoff. It is. It is. Randy, we're having fun. Pick a game, What's Randy. Up? Pick a game. Pick a game. Pick a game. Hmm. Pick a game you want to talk about. Well, since this is uh, going to kind of air on the kind of burning you up a little bit, Shannon, let's talk about Browns Broncos. Browns Broncos. Yeah, since you know this is going to kind of help us get some beer from Shannon. Oh. oh, yeah, that's a true story. That's a true story. So at the beginning of the season, I don't know if we did this. Did we? It's about halfway through. It was about when they had four. It wasn't halfway through. about quarter pole when we did this, or close to it. Well, a little so past little, halfway, like quarter October. Pole. Boy, that's when you need the little blue pill. There's only a quarter oh, pole. E- easy there. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, this is uh, when uh, What's-His-Face took over. Um, oh, when uh, Williams Greg took Williams over. took over. And yeah. He's 4-2 he's and two since he's taken over. He is. He is 4-2. And, two. and uh, you know, I, I didn't think that they would, you know, they, I think they'd won two or three games at that point. I think he had won one. And uh, I was like, you know what? They're not getting the seven wins. No shot. Cause I, I, you know, I thought the Broncos at home, mm-hmm. at MF home, would win that game. Nope. Nope. So the Browns still not mathematically eliminated, no. by the way. Need it's a lot of help. Six, seven. Oh, yeah. It's the Browns. They always need a lot <laughs> of help. Um, but six, seven, and one. Obviously exceeded expectations, and and for the record, Greg Williams as head coach and Freddie Kitchen at OC, I think they need to give that serious consideration. I really do. Maybe I think they really need to seriously consider that because that's it's it's four and two is is not too bad. Look, not you know here's the thing that that's a team that needed a real <laughs> attitude infusion, and whatever it is you think of Greg Williams. And, I mean, he certainly has had some baggage and had some flaws. I mean, it, you know, he's not an unblemished candidate, you know what I mean, head coach candidate yeah. by any stretch of the imagination. But think about the attitude that Baker Mayfield has brought as an on-field leader, as a young player, and how he – I mean, he's really kind of asserted his personality on – and really imprinted his um, personality on that team. I mean, he really has. And he's mature about it. He's not a he's not cocky about it. He's not a, a, a Delta Bravo about it. I mean, he's actually pretty mature about it. And, you know, when you're the number one pick in the draft and you're the guys expected to turn around the franchise, I mean, that's what you need, and he has shown it. I mean, have you guys noticed the same thing? I mean, I feel like he's I, actually shown it. I think the, the growth – you know, like his growth and that team's growth, to me, is clear. Now, I don't know what they're going to end up being, but remember this. 
right. And Hugh Jackson, he might have just Jeff Fishered himself into irrelevance, by the way. Right? I mean, because Jeff Fisher, essentially career 8-8. Eight eight, uh, 500, yeah. 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 I mean, he he's like the Rod Gardner of I coaches. mean, he, he may be. You know, I'm you know I got the 10-fitty. Uh, 10-fitty. He may be the 500. The 500? Yeah. 500. The, the, the 500. The 500. He might be the 500. That's about it. But he's Bon Jovi. He's halfway there. Look. <laughs> that counts for <laughs> Hey, horseshoes and hand grenades. Living on a prayer. Counts for something. Yeah. But it, the Browns are 4-2 and two since Greg Williams has taken over. Okay? Yeah. In the prior 164 weeks, how many wins did they have, Shannon? Four. 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 Ridiculous. <clears throat> Fail buckets. So here's the thing. I, again, you can find fault with certain things. Uh, clearly, Hugh Jackson is one of those things. <laughs> and <clears throat> I think you have to appreciate how they matriculate the ball downfield. Yes. Baker Mayfield, for sure. Uh, but Nick just Chubb. the changes in attitude and the personality of the team and of the players, yeah. right? I mean, it, that's palpable. I mean, that, that you can see it. Now, I don't know what their final record's going to be. They have a, a ridiculous – I mean, don't worry about the playoffs. But they can be a spoiler, and they can screw with other people. Baltimore, right? week 17. And, and they're basically you. planning – you know, I mean, Baker Mayfield, of course, planting flags. But, I mean, he is planting a flag <laughs> saying <laughs> – you know, this is a this is a the new uh, this is a new direction. This is a new team. This is a new attitude, right? And I don't know, you know, long term if Greg Williams is the right fit. But I think for a young team that is establishing an identity, one thing that Greg Williams does bring you is a little bit of nasty. Yes, you know, got to have that edge. And and he, I mean, he just has that. He's and, and he's also kind of uh, a, a little bit reckless, maybe a little bit fearless at times on defense. But for a team that's in that position that is really kind of raising themselves up from the just the dredges of the league, you know what I mean? To to do some of the blitzes they've done in big moments. Yeah. Let's look at it this way, Justin. Mm-hmm. What do they have to lose? Absolutely nothing. nothing. They have they've every, already lost plenty. Everything in the world to gain. Yeah. So you know what? Get the attitude. F it. Let's you know, let's go deep. It's it's Rex Grossman. You, you know, are you telling me they should hire Bill O'Reilly? I can't do it. <laughs> we'll do it live. We'll baby. do it live. Okay. <laughs> we'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can. I'll write it, and we'll do it live. Blitz. Fucking thing sucks. That's what he said about Hugh Jackson. Four, three. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the one thing we've known about the Browns all year is their defense has been pretty legit. Even though there's been a couple of games where they've given up a lot of points. You look at the teams that they gave up <clears throat> 30 plus points to. Right. Steelers, Chargers. Granted, the Raiders, I don't know how the hell that happened, but for the most part, they've early. been in every game they've played. They haven't really given too much ground. But the cool thing is, is, you know, now they've got the Bengals, which I'm pretty sure should bring them to 7 7 and 1. Should. And they've already should. beaten the Ravens once, but that was at home. This This final game is in Baltimore and it could be for the division could be for all the marbles. So this is going to be a really interesting two weeks for the Browns and I'm pulling for them. Well, you know, they've just been a doormat for so long. You know, I mean, they're a great underdog story and quite honestly, I think there are teams and franchises that they, they've just, their stretch has been so rough. Yeah. You know what I mean? That when they turn the corner or when, and if they turn it around, I'm not saying that Greg Williams is this really super likable guy. 
I'm not saying that everybody's going to be like, oh, Baker Mayfield, I love that dude. What I am saying is that the fan base, for as loyal as they've been and dedicated as they've been, I mean, that, that, that's a fan base that had their team ripped from them. Right. And they endured essentially an expansion team that was a complete dumpster fire. I mean, Tim Couch, bro. Come on, man. <laughs> if he, man, well, I'm not going to get into it. I think if but, he had some more pieces around him, sure, but maybe, and and that's probably unfair. That's, you know, but I mean, is. like sometimes it's just it's just, it's it's bad football teams, it's bad leadership, it's bad. Or, and God bless. I know about bad organizations. Oh, Hello, Redskins. Lord. But yeah. um, to see them turn the Griggs corner, and it really it really feels like that's a team. Strong youth movement. They've made some really quality picks. I don't know if Greg Williams is the answer, but I do believe in Baker Mayfield. Correct. I, I and he, and one thing that Baker is, well, however, however, does you feel about his personality? That dude, that dude is accurate. Yes. And that's a huge, huge thing in the NFL. Yes. And it, uh, let me put it this way: I know, I know, we're talking about the bet, Randy. If I have to buy a six pack and hang out with you guys to drink, I will absolutely. Yeah, do I mean, it. what a, what a terrible deal for you. Exactly. I know, right? Like, God. like if I lose that bet. I, I freaking win it, dude, because we get to hang out and drink some beers. And if I pay for it, F it. I don't So you care. mean if you lose that bet? I'm not to be a cunt. It's Christmas. I'm not going to be one. <laughs> Take a tip from Santa's hand. I'm not cheap. The rest of us are doing our best to be jolly. So don't go looking like you swallowed a bunch of holly. Don't shout a cat. I don't even know what the hell that means. Swallow a bunch of holly. Yeah. Let's let's think about that for a Is minute. Holly transgender? Oh! <laughs> wow! Sorry. No comment. <laughs> Holy balls, dude. Uh, no comment. Oh, anyway, no. <laughs> wow. Boy, I tell you, that that that's that's the proverbial. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I might I might have to do that one. <laughs> <laughs> you know who else would turn back time? Who's that? Lindy. Oh, With Derrick bro. Henry on his bench. <laughs> bro. I, I'm not sure what you were thinking, dude. Sorry, man. M- maybe he just maybe he just didn't have the time this week. Maybe that was it. Yeah. You got donked. You got donked, bro. You got Derrick Henry and you got donked. Bro. Mm. Have either of you guys seen the meme going around that basically says easiest way to piss off a Packers fan is show the Browns record over the Packers record? Uh, yeah, I love the animated GIF I've seen with that, where it's when Aaron Rodgers is looking at uh, one of those Surface tablets and then throws it. <laughs> <laughs> He's looking at the record. Yeah, no, I, I mean the Browns are a, they're a good story, very good story. They're a good story, and it's nice to see them turn the corner. The Broncos, I don't know, I, I kind of get the feeling that that uh, you know they're they're going to end up. You know, booting that, booting Vance their hands. Vance I think he's going to get Doss boot. Um, and do, that's do probably you, not really fair to him, but, I, you know, I mean, it's a results oriented league. And I, I just, I wouldn't be shocked at all if he gets Doss boot. I mean, l- let's look at it this way. Dude, dude, they traded away their best receiver. Emmanuel Sanders goes down for the season. I know. Uh, it's tough sledding. I mean, I, I get that it's they a lose res- one of their best corners. Yeah, they they lost Chris Harris to injury. They lost Emmanuel Sanders to injury. Golly. Still, I mean, I get it. I if, listen. If, I hear you. It's if you a, think, if you believe they've underachieved, right? If you believe that, I mean, Cleveland scored seventeen and they lost the game. 
They, they Cleveland scored less than twenty points and they lost the game. Yeah. I mean that, that's that's on Case Keenum. As much as people want to bag on on whatever, I mean score twenty, you win that game. Score nineteen, score eighteen, you win that game. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was winnable. Uh, Philip Lindsay maybe needs to get a few more yards in that game. Struggled the past couple of weeks. Yeah. Great story that made the Pro Bowl. Made the Pro Bowl and, uh, you know. And if I remember correctly, and I probably have it pulled somewhere, but I can swear that, uh, here we go. Yeah, Philip Lindsay. There you go. He's the first undrafted rookie offensive player to be named to the Pro Bowl. Uh, you know. That's- that is one hell of an accomplishment. That's commendable. One hell of an accomplishment. And nine yards away from a thousand and one touchdown away from ten rushing touchdowns. Yeah, so. he he's I believe he'll get those. I, I would imagine. Yeah. Well, yeah. another crazy fact, the start of the season when camp opened, he was sixth on their depth chart in the for the running backs. Get out of here. Six? Yep. Wow. Not invited to the combine. Not drafted. How about that? Uh, good job there, scouts. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm sure. Th- I'm sure he was discounted because of his size, probably. But you know, that's one of those proverbial. It's not the size of the dog in the fight; it's the size of the fight in, in the, the dog. dog. Yeah, yeah. I mean that. That's that's what he is. That's what he is, and that's I that's love a the good. Hair, sto- yeah, he's got some great hair. He's got awesome hair. Yeah, uh, but no, kudos to him for making the Pro Bowl. He's had, he's had a re- he's had a tremendous year. Uh, and we can poke fun at fantasy stuff, but uh, real world football and what he's accomplished as somebody that grew up. I mean, he was like a, I mean, he's a Broncos fan. Yep. Love Terrell Davis. He got the, he obviously got to hang out with with TD. I mean, that's just a really good story. That's a really likable, you know, that's a likable dude. That's a great backstory. Um, so kudos to him, man. That that's fantastic. That's fantastic. And I haven't paid a lot of attention to the Pro Bowl stuff. I just, he's I one of the few that. I could care less. I know. About the Pro I know. I hear you. I hear you. I hear um, you. Randy's. Okay. So you think Cleveland gets by Cincinnati Sunday? Mm-hmm. What about Baltimore the following week? I think it's really going to depend on where Baltimore is in terms of the playoffs. Because mm-hmm. granted, right now, it's still. Pittsburgh still got the division lead, and Baltimore still playoffs. has. Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? <clears throat> playoffs. And Baltimore still has. Cow. Has the wild card. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really going to depend oh, no. on what we're seeing here. You know, this week out of Baltimore. Um, obviously, if they lose. And Cleveland wins, you know, then we're talking I about think, the potential I, for Baltimore's going to have their hands full with the, with the not San Diego Chargers. Yeah, they are. Right. But I mean, see, the thing is, is at this point, if we'll say Baltimore loses, Cleveland wins, it's going to be a tough game in general just because it's going to be Baltimore fighting for their playoff lives because they still have to worry about the Colts and the Titans potentially jumping either one team jumping them for that sixth dude, seed. The, Col- the Colt, I mean, excuse me, the Titans got to get past the Redskins first, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Given the highs and lows of how Tennessee's been playing this year, it's not impossible to think that the Titans just sit there and lay a dud right on them. And the Redskins somehow I, I, win. Yeah, no, the Titans are a weird team. They've they've had some just tremendously fugly 
games. I, I don't know, man. Spoil, Look, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Stop Henry. Stop <laughs> Derrick Henry. Stop Henry. I don't know, with Marcus Mariota out there, like, throwing blocks, man. Did you see that, dude? Ooh, man. He, the way he took out Alec Ogletree, dude. damn, that was a oh, hell of a block. Dude, you got so, you got Seabass out there, can't even tackle air. <laughs> and then you got Mariota out there, like, throwing thunderous blocks down. Marcus Mariotto. Mariotto. Thanks. Bruh. Bruh. But Seabass, dude. <laughs> Ole! I always miss. Ole. Too bad. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. My was he, kicker has been in the league for 18 years. I ain't freaking um, tackling nobody. Yeah. Well, when you've been around that long, I mean, don't any solid me, hit. <laughs> any solid hit to someone who's been around that long, he might turn to dust. So, <laughs> oh, was, Are you, that, are that you was... saying he might be some dust in the wind? Oh, wow. That was a that was a bad angle though. It he was. he took a bad angle, but I mean that guy. I mean, come on, man. He's just he's just. I don't he, even he's think kidding. he tried. Uh, no, not not particularly hard. <laughs> That's what she uh, said. You know, hey, I, I mean, if 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 the other guy had been like a you know a sausage or a beer, he might have been able to grab. Well, that look, thing, I but... mean, if he had been a beer, he would have hit that pretty hard. <laughs> he would he would have hit that really hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But anyway, but yeah, but it, all all kidding aside, the Titans are they're a weird one to figure out, man. So I I don't know. I I was really hoping the Redskins would just eat ass the rest of the year. Uh, yes, that too. This it, season it took like twenty seconds for it to <laughs> actually kick in. That's because you know that's okay. It's, it's when Apple's asleep, man. That's what happens, dude. Wake up! Wake up! Wake up! That's right. I bought some new SSD drives, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do some modifications Sweet. to the Tower of Power when I've got some time. You know, I've, I've elected not to build a new computer yet. This thing is still enough, but uh, I'm gonna swap out one of my well, my primary drive, and then I'm gonna swap out one of my, you know, storage units mm. where my music is, and uh, just SSD that thing. Cool. That's the plan, I think. Okay. We'll see. But that would save us the headache, cause then when the hard drive won't go to sleep. You know what else will save us a headache? What? If I went to Sports Brew League and I say, okay, just put that money toward our. Sp- or Podbean and don't even worry about it for hey, another year. I mean, it's, it's 120 bucks a year, so I, like, I wouldn't say no to that. <laughs> <laughs> so That's all right, though. Thank you, Podbean, for uh, hosting us. Yes. I mean, we pay you to host us, but thanks for hosting Cheers. us. Yes, thank you. Thanks. Storing all our data. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. There's a lot. All right, well, we topic jumped a little bit. We went from the Hello. Browns and, and Greg Williams to weird stuff with the Titans and Let's rewind. Let's well, rewind real quick to the Browns and the Ravens. Okay, a couple of things. Number one, look, the Ravens are doing the old proverbial grinder games, winning ugly, and not that I have a ton of faith in Lamar Jackson, but that that team's attitude and just what they're doing seems a bit different with him under center. Here's the thing: I know they beat the Bucks, so you know, you got to take that with a with a grain of salt. The Bucks slow are, clap. Yeah. So, so that. <laughs> that's that's what uh that Cowboys re- receiver Owale. That's what he did trying to catch the ball. <laughs> <laughs> that was the slow clap. Can, can we get that man in high exam, please? Yeah, right. Can we help that brother Although, out? Or, what did I say pre podcast when we were joking around? Oh, he was doing the clapper. Yes, yeah. clap on, clap off. He he, told, he clapped <laughs> off that reception. Clap on, clap off. Yeah, clap way to, on, way to clap go. Off. Way to go, the bro. Yeah. I missed it. <laughs> <laughs> he missed it. <laughs> Atrocious. 
That's what Dak should totally give him as a Christmas present. Can you still get the? Cl <laughs> I mean, we could ask Whitfield if you can still get the claps. Oh. But, <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but if if we <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> You are the asshole. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's a Christmas, a Christmas, a Christmas kickoff. <laughs> oh no! Oh, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me scroll up my news feed. Let me, because I think this is the moment this story needs to be brought up. Oh lord! Okay, oh, so <laughs> Merry Christmas. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so there is, let's see where this was. Let's see where this was. Oh man. Uh 46 year old mother of two from uh Helen Cox, of course her last name is Cox. Uh in Scotland decided to shop online for a fancy dress costume for her son Alfie's nativity play. So saw a shepherd costume advertised on Amazon, good price, and it came the the shepherd costume came with its very own blow up sheep. And so she bought it. So, kid gets dressed up as a shepherd, has a blow-up sheep, takes it to school, and uh, turns out the sheep had red lips, eyelashes, and of course, a huge hole in its bottom. Oh, no. Why? Because she said her son dressed up for a nativity thing with a freaking blow-up sex doll sheep. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, good lord. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> Oh, oh my god! <laughs> inflatable sheep, <laughs> inflatable. Can mom not read? Uh, inflatable sheepdog with backdoor pleasure hole. <laughs> Perfect for a gag gift. <laughs> I think Shannon, this is definitely the perfect time for your favorite soundbite. I want me some glory. I want me some glory. I want me some glory. <laughs> I don't know about that one. Get off my no, it's the. <laughs> How? <laughs> Mom, 46-year-old Miss Cox, how? Miss Cox. How do you fuck that up? <laughs> how do you fuck that up? And he just popped the sheep right there. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so angry <laughs> so angry oh, oh she said no. she said she said it took forever to blow up oh lord i stood there blowing and blowing till the air reached its legs <laughs> <laughs> i hurriedly popped is this not from the onion are you sure no, this is it from the onion, not from the onion. Oh i hurriedly God. popped the stopper back in so it wouldn't deflate <laughs> and suddenly spotted the huge hole in the bum I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I told him, you can't have the sheep, Alfie. But he kept asking why, so I had to make up a reason. I told him it didn't look like a proper sheep because it had a mustache, red lipstick, and a bow on its head. And when it came time to explain the hole, Helen told him it was for the sheep's toilet paper. Mm-hmm. That's actually a good reason. Yeah. Good call, Helen. Oh, my Mrs. God. Mrs. Cox. Whew. Woo. Oh, my anyway. God. Go back to those quotes again. Which quote? 
It took me forever to blow up. <laughs> Someone with the last blowing name Cox and, and she's blowing something up. Yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah. Blowing and blowing until the air reached. Has anybody know, ordered uh, this for Whitfield yet? <laughs> can, we, can we send this to him as a gag gift? I think Mrs. Cox might. I don't know. <laughs> Nativity scene with a sex, with a freaking sex doll Are sheep. You oh Come on, man. How? how? Oh, my God. oh, that's read, read, reading, reading. It's fun, da mental. Come I mean, on, where, people. Where's where's our guy, Joe? Flacco? You know what? Look, look, look. <laughs> uh oh, uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me see. Let me see if I. Let me see if I can do. Oh, did I close that tab? Oh man, hold on a second. No, I don't really want an incognito window. Stop. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Let's see. Hold on, hold on. Wow, blowhole. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a whale. Yeah. Doing some research, Helen found the same sheep advertised on Amazon as a naughty inflatable sheepdog with a backdoor pleasure hole. Perfect for a gag gift. Yes. I can go twice as high. Take a look. look it's, it's in a, a book. A reading rainbow. I can go anywhere. Apparently into an inflatable sheep as well. <laughs> Friends to know and ways to grow. <laughs> a sheep. Butthole. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You're more like Little Bo Creep, man. Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Yikes. 1050. 1050, man. That that 12.9. Bruh. 12.9, bruh. That 1050 got your boy. Bro, Some the price is wrong. Yes, it is. If, if, if you knew that somehow in the first segment of this podcast, we're off the rails, essentially out of the gates. Talking about nativity scenes with blow-up sex sheeps. <laughs> you deserve a shot. And Hell, if you had you that in your bets, take a shot. <laughs> and play the lottery. I just had to look at look this up to see if there were pictures. And yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's just... No. I, yeah, I'm how, not... did, how, how did you not see that in the ad? I, I don't get it. it <laughs> I that, mean, yeah. I, just, I don't get it. Are are we sure that she just wasn't drunk when she ordered? I mean, damn. Yeah, drunk or, you know, some other, you know, medicinal (laughs) medicinal qualities may have been in effect. Maybe. That's for sure. Anyway. All right. I don't think it's illegal over there, but you never know. (laughs) Oh, golly. I don't get it. Hey, could, um, who was that? Trent Richardson? Could he hit that hole? (laughs) <laughs> I'm just saying You're bringing up the old Trent train baby. <laughs> I guarantee you he'd miss and hit the thigh Who are we kidding <laughs> <laughs> Oh alright 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 This this is like this. Yeah I don't know Let's uh, let's get Ravens Bucks. We were talking about the Browns, so it was, it was a good well, idea to bring up Trent Richardson. Yeah, yeah. Well it did say it was the Browns It did say it was a backdoor pleasure hole so. Hey now just saying. Um, okay, Ravens, Ravens, Bucks, twenty to twelve. My God, how do we recover? Are we from talking that about the Ravens and Bucks? we are talking about the Ravens and the Bucks? Oh, but Lord. only briefly, only briefly. Look, Ravens keep winning with a heavy reliance on the run game and the defense. They are averaging two hundred twenty-eight uh, and a half rush yards per game. 
in their four games with Lamar Jackson as a starting quarterback. Now, keep in mind, fourth game with 200-plus rush yards. That's the most in, in the NFL. And Baltimore is the first team since the 1976 Steelers. That's going way back. Whoa. To rush for at least 190 yards in five straight games. Now, that was according to the Ravens. Look, I'm not saying this was a work of art. It wasn't. But, you know, we're at the time of year. And think about the shifts over the really over the past month. You know, the beginning of the season and the kind of leading to the season is a lot of offense. Uh, we certainly glossed up the Rams. We certainly glossed up Mahomes. We certainly glossed up the Saints. But think about how the Saints have had to win the past couple of weeks. Yeah. Grinders. Grinders. Right? Think about what's, what's let the Chiefs down in some capacity over the last couple of weeks. Dude. Their defense. Right? And, you know, look – Let's be fair. The char- I mean, the Chargers came back. You have to give them lots of credit for that. But the Chiefs were up two scores late in that game. Yeah, Their defense failed them. But one of the things that you can see, the narrative shifts. When the weather gets ugly and the weather gets cold, okay, until, until they you know, start pussyfooting with everybody in the domes once we right, hit the playoffs, right. you get these late season. The defenses have had time to really kind of study up and you know, have the film sessions and prepare for some of these things plus you get the you get the bad weather you get the cold weather and the defenses start you know coming around in the form you know and the league shifts a little bit and we're in the chunk of time where the run game and the defense have reasserted themselves as being real significant factors and how the season plays out okay now i don't know how much faith i have in baltimore to make a big run but but Let's understand this. Baltimore's defense, NFL best, 18 and a half points per game. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So your defense gives up is the offensive. least. Is offensive. They give up the least amount of points per game. Okay. So let's start shortening the game. Yep. Okay. And keep our defense that gives up 18 points on their less while we have the ball more. And yes, I said ball. Ball. Yeah. I mean, it makes perfect sense. I mean, you said. <clears throat> Balls. I mean, Parcells used that against the Buffalo Bills. I yep. mean, it's it's a strategy as old as it's time. effective. It's very it, it's effective. effective if you can run the ball. If. And you've got the Gus Bus. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got Dixon coming back from injury. You got Lamar who can run the ball. So you've got options, technically and literally, lots of options there <laughs> to run the ball. Um, the I, Gus what, Bus. Hey. He got me some nice points this week. But Lamar, I would like to see him be a little more accurate with some of his passes um, because you have – teams are going to start stacking that box. Have they passed the torch? I mean, that was the first game that Flacco has been active and hadn't started in his career. First time. But, I mean, do you, do you think they have essentially passed the torch and Lamar Jackson is their starter and that's done? If they get to the playoffs and Lamar starts, then yes. Right now, I think it's a matter of riding the hot hand. If yeah, you, I think that's exactly what they're doing. I think you're just riding the hot hand at this point. If they get to the playoffs and they start Lamar Jackson in the playoffs. Is then, that Shannon, riding the hot hand, is that also what she said? Hey, now. <laughs> I'm just saying. Hey. I mean, if Baltimore makes – if they make the playoffs if. and Jackson starts, I honestly can't look in the mirror and say – I believe in the Ravens. This is going to be one of those teams that if they do go far, it's going to be because of their defense. Yes. Bar none. Well, they're That's, keeping the other team off the field. They're controlling the clock. It's going to be clock. like that Kerry Collins-led 
not to Kerry Collins, uh, Trent Dilfer-led team that won the Super Bowl when it was their defense that won it for him, basically. Yeah, but, I mean, th- that was an all-time defense. And, right, but, I mean, that's what they're going to have to do, I think. Game. I think people forget how good Jamal Lewis. Jamal Lewis. I mean, he was ridiculous. He had some he was years. A hell of a runner. Yeah, he. I don't remember how long his real big window of success was, but there were a couple of years that dude was an absolute freaking force. Yeah. Well, I mean, they burned had, him out just like Seattle burned out Sean Alexander. Yeah. Well, mm. I mean, he. Jamal. Yeah, when he crashed and burned. Yards. Oh, and Larry Johnson. Oh, yep. No. For like a couple of years, <laughs> the Chiefs was just. Because it was like like three hundred plus, like three fifty at one oh, point for some of them. They or ran him into the ground. Touches. Yeah, they ran him into the ground. Oh, I mean, which that's, that's you, what happens. I mean, though. that's that's why Le'Veon Bell for all the criticism. That that's why he held. That's out. why he held out. You know, you're not gonna you're not gonna load me up like hell and burn me out before I get paid. Yeah, that's why. Because it happens. It does happen, mm-hmm. and it's very real. And you know, when the average career in the NFL is three years. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you're running back and you have all those carries in college, and then you have all those carries in the pros, and good lord, not to mention the freaking practices during the week mm-hmm. and the preseason games that don't mean squat. I mean, it's, it's tough. So, I yeah. mean, it's really tough. But I mean, the starting running back is making a comeback at this point, but you notice there for a few years that they really took a back seat. Well, that, well, of course, part of that was the, the and I love this word, by the way, uh, but part of that was the notion that this is very much the, the Kyle and Mike Shanahan theory of running backs. What are they? Fungible. Wow. Fungible, right? Easily replaceable. Mm. You know, essentially, that's what it is. You, you, can, you can change them out because the scheme, the system, and the construct is there. And as long as you can find somebody that's decent, right? Right. And plays within the system, they're going to have success. Now, a true elite back is going to have more success than an average back. But if you're, you know what I mean? I mean, think about how many like rando backs Mike Shannon back in the old Den- Now, Terrell Davis, I, I do believe he's absolutely deserving of being a Hall of Famer. You can argue about his longevity. That's a different yeah. issue. But Terrell Davis was, that dude was phenomenal mm-hmm. for them. But there was like a period of time where like they just they could bring another back and they'd be good. They'd bring another back, they'd be good. And Shannon and I were joking around about it, Randy. And this I think is an interesting twist on what's happening in San Francisco. Is it almost looks like Kyle has a little bit of that running back kind of magic from his dad, right? Yeah. And uh, you know how many running backs have been solid for the Forty ers this year? You got Brita. You got Mostert. Most Raheem of, Mostert. Yeah, yeah. Mostert. Um, and now Jeff Wilson Jr. Jeff Wilson. Yep. And, you're, like, you're like, who? But, you know, they're having success. Oh, this is what I meant to ask you. All right, two things. Let's finish up. Let's finish up uh, thoughts on the Ravens. I, I think the Ravens can make a quality playoff push. They're going to win ugly. They have to win grinder games. My concern for them is going to be certainly if they if they have to score points. Can they? If Lamar Jackson has to throw, can he be accurate? You know, and, and he hasn't really fully answered that question, so it'll be curious if they get into a pinch, either late season or in the playoffs, when and, you know, if they turn to Flacco. You know what I mean? Well, here's the thing. We had a really good opportunity to see what he was made of against Kansas City, but then he got hurt, and, you know, Griffin had to come in and bat cleanup duty for the last couple of plays. Right. My biggest concern for them is – 
Jackson is only he's 6'2", 212 pounds. He's not built like Cam. He's not built like what Kaepernick when Kaepernick played. He's not built like these bigger quarterbacks who can take punishment. Past five games, he's run the ball 86 times. Oh, that's a ton of carries on a quarterback. Wow. So, the, I mean, think about all those extra hits he's taking just from that alone. And he's got 114 on the season. So, I mean, they're just absolutely loading up on him. I mean, yeah, he's averaging five yards a carry, but it's just the idea he's not a running back. No, he got blown up by somebody. I don't remember if it was Jason Pierre-Paul. It may have been JPP. It wasn't. I think it was JPP, but he got blown up by somebody in the course of that Bucks game late, I think. And he got up, like, almost kind of reached into his, like, ribs or his side. Mm-hmm. I mean, at some point, it's just, I mean, obviously, as a rook, I mean, he's young, fresh, whatever, but... It's hard to keep taking those hits. Yeah, and it's, it's just not sustainable. You no, have it's not. To, it's it's like the RG three effect. Like it was it was cool to see, mm-hmm. but then once the knee gave out, ugh, then you're screwed. Well, and see, that's um, the other thing is at what point do teams have enough film and information on Lamar Jackson to essentially box that offense in? Right. And either you just you have to be so good with the with the run game that teams know what you're doing, but you can still do it, and that's hard to do. That that does happen. You can be so good, right, at it, even though teams know you're going to do it. You do it anyway, and they may have that attitude. But at some point, if they have to be able to throw, yeah, but they're going to run into the Chargers this weekend with Ingram and Bosa. That that's going to be. A challenge in of itself. Oh yeah, and you know I fully expect the Chargers to actually win that do, game. Do you think the Steelers blow it with this division? You know, it's I mean, not impossible, but I mean, with that, with I, them winning against New England, that's that, going to give them a huge boost in confidence. That was a shock to me because I did not expect them to beat the Patriots. Um, I Though do, with the Saints this weekend in New Orleans, it's going to be really interesting that, because, like you said, this is going to be in a dome. There's going to be no weather affecting anything. So no, that's an L. I think in New Orleans, it's in New Orleans dude. with with they, them still having to play for home field. The Steelers haven't beaten the Saints since like ninety. Come it, on, it's been twenty eight years since they've beaten the Saints in New Orleans. It's been has it really? Yeah. Well, I don't know how often they they play. Probably. I mean, not it's very. every four years. I every think. four years. Yeah. Every four. Well, eight years actually, because they they every four years they play each other. But then it's either at Pittsburgh or at there. But okay, so yeah, that makes sense. But that's a long ass time. Yeah. And New Orleans is playing for home field throughout. Like, can you imagine having to play? I mean, I'm going to say they get home field advantage. Saints are going to the Super Bowl because <laughs> that's a tough ask. If the, for if the Saints if the Saints have home field and they're getting, I don't, uh, I don't know if Ted Ginn's coming back this week or next week, but he's he's close to coming back, and that's going to help them out a lot. That I, I, that will that'll help him out in the playoffs. He needs a game or two to get his feet back. Of but, course he does. But once they get to the divisional round, that'll be huge for them. Yes. it'll be absolutely humongous to have somebody stretch that field, and Mike Thomas can doesn't have to be the guy that goes long every time. Um, and then the the two running backs, dude. I mean, Ingram and Kamara. They're 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 ridiculous. They are ridiculous. And they're Drew Brees. You know, if he's in the dome, they'll have a they'll have a great game plan. Um, boy, do and, they do they have do they currently have? 
Who do you think has the best home field advantage as of right now? In the NFC? In the, in, in the, in the NFC. Yeah, without a question, it's the Saints. Yeah, definitely. It's I'll agree with even, that. It's not even close. I mean, maybe the Vikings number two. I would put them second because you, you wouldn't you wouldn't throw the Bears in there at all. Bears maybe number three. Uh, yeah, just, you definitely have to put the Bears up there because they're so accustomed to playing at Soldier Field and in the elements. I mean, we saw what happened this um, you know last weekend. If it, if it was early season, I wouldn't factor them in. But if they had home field in crap weather. Oh, and cold and crap. Definitely, well, you got Cohen and Howard to run the ball. Yeah, and, and Trubi- it, it, Trubisky's got some. I mean, he can run around a little bit. You know what I'm saying? He's not a. He's young. I would put him. I would put him three behind Kirk Cousins. I think the the Vikings will get a wild card. The Vikings would have to go to Chicago at that point in time, and you know, I think Zimmer's going to make them practice outdoors that week. Oh, yeah, I, I, I they, do. They, they ain't practicing in the dome that week. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Um. And Seattle still has really good home field advantage, too. The Seahawks do, but I don't think that team... I don't have enough faith in them. I don't, yeah. So their home field advantage is legitimate, but this is really at this point in time when we're talking about playoffs and home field advantage, okay. it's the caliber of the team and their home field advantage together, right? So, and, and I think the Saints are a better team than the Seahawks are. So, oh, definitely. So if we go with the four teams that are going to win their division uh-huh. between the Rams... The uh, Cowboys, most likely, were not yet. The Saints and the Bears. I, I would put Saints one, Bears two, Rams three, and then whichever NFC team wins at four. What do you guys think? I could agree with that. Because I just don't think the Rams' at home advantage at this point is enough. It's not. I I, I think it... Yeah, here's the thing. With Chicago and New Orleans, for example, New Orleans can win ugly games because they can run the ball and their defense, I want to say over the like the last month has been one of the best defenses in the league. They have evolved. You know what I mean? So it's not like if they have to go to Soldier Field that they're completely at the mercy of you know, a cold weather grinder game. Right. You know what I mean? Cuz they've won some really ugly grinder games i.e but this past weekend right now granted can't you know i mean well, cam cam newton's not right which is why they're shutting him down for the rest of the year and rightfully so he he i mean that that guy he shouldn't have been out there last week no probably i probably not but no. I, I mean that's one of those old you know warrior up and you know it, team has that's a, a Steve, shot at the playoffs that's a Steve McNair and type you play through game. it but yeah. you could tell that guy like he was trying so hard on some of those throws he looked like he was Peyton Manning winding up on some of those, you know, and yeah. he just couldn't. He just couldn't get it there. It just, just couldn't get it there. Yeah, I mean, it, it, he, he's he's just not right, and I'm surprised with the way he was throwing there at the end. I'm surprised they didn't have Heineke in there. Heineken, <laughs> Heineken, Heineke, Doesn't whoever. You know, I mean, good Lord, I thought last week it was Derek Anderson. I mean, he probably <laughs> wish, like I said, he probably wishes he was there. Yeah, but, maybe. But, you know, it. it's difficult to swallow your pride and be like, you know what, I'm hurting the team, I need yeah. to sit. Yeah, and, but I, I, and I get that with any quarterback because you're the, not only pretty much the face of the franchise, but you're the leader of the team. They all look, look to you 
to to you know make the decisions well, to be the warrior. But a, that, that, a, a wounded Cam is probably better than yeah. Heineke. I mean, let's be honest. I, I get you, um, but in the same respect, the 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 coach and the GM need to say, hey, if you're not right, well, I, I would once, rather once it's clear that the playoffs are done, and I think they technically have. Uh, like some weird, insanely unlikely chance. It's not I mean, going to happen. It's not. It's not happening. It's not happening. So, in their best interest, in Cam's best interest, you shut him down, which is what they they're what they should do, and what they are doing. It is the right decision. It is because it, he's. I don't know. I don't remember how old he is, but he still has a chunk of prime years left. And you know what I mean? If yeah, he, I mean, he if was, this, if he's gonna like, I mean, it's just like luck. If he's going to end up eating a year, let's say he has legit, he has a structural problem or something he needs surgery for, then y- you have to do what Indy did with Luck. See, and that, and I'm so glad you brought that up because I, I thought about that same mm-hmm. thing when I heard that announcement today. I'm like, you know, if I hope it's not the same thing right? Like where he has to sit a year. But if you have do what you have to do to get him right. Get him right. And look. I told you guys at the beginning of the season, my only thing for the Colts was for Luck to play 16 games and be healthy. And here we are on the verge of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I did not expect that. But, you know, our offensive line, you know, you spend a first-round pick on a center. People are like, yeah, whatever. Then you get the best guard. Oh, the dude from Notre Dame? Uh, Quentin Nelson. Name? Yeah. Nasty. Which I thought was a steal. You know, and you've got Costanzo at left tackle. I mean, all of a sudden, your offensive line is becoming a strength where it was mm-hmm. a weakness for so many years. And if you can run the ball and you've got some defense and you've got a decent quarterback, there you go. And Carolina's defense is getting a little older, so they're going to probably need to get another linebacker because Thomas Davis, God love him, has gone through three ACL injuries. But he's in his 30s now. Luke Keekley, multiple concussions. You know, he's still playing at a pretty high level, but you might want to get a linebacker. Well, I mean, yeah, it's a little bit of a pickle. I mean, the reality is if Cam, that's a guy, he had a nice deep ball. Uh oh. That does sound a little dirty. He does, he did throw, <laughs> he did throw a nice deep ball. You know, I mean, Is he, he had on, yeah, he had arm strength, man. He does. And watching that game again, that Saints Panthers game, which was entertaining in an ugly way, right? It was. That was an intense football game, and it, it was entertaining in an ugly way. But understand that Carolina's only scores came off a trick play on fourth down, which was a fifty-yard touchdown pass from Christian McCaffrey. Okay, right, and an interception return by Dante. Jackson on a two-point conversion attempt. Oh, that was ridiculous! By the way, that was incredible. <laughs> that was complete. I, I don't, I, I don't know the last time that happened in the league, but I, 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 I feel like it's it's been a minute. <laughs> I think the they least. said since they the two-point conversions come into play, it's happened like a grand total of four times. A rare treat. It it, it is, and the kit that kit legit but, four three speed. Holy cow! But think about that. And I know the Saint the Saints defense has been very good. But that was a 12-9 game. Yeah. A healthy Cam how different is a a healthy Cam Newton in that situation? Much. 
You know what I mean? And look, Christian McCaffrey obviously deserves some some high fives, some daps, some love. Uh, that was his first career pass attempt, by the way. Awesome. Uh, nice. All the way through a couple of touchdown passes at Stanford. But he became the first non-quarterback to throw a touchdown pass in Panthers history. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of neat. He also broke D'Angelo <clears throat> Williams' single-season franchise record of 1,636 yards from scrimmage. Broke that in the first quarter, and he finished with 110 yards rushing and receiving. So, scrimmage yardage, man, McCaffrey's, that guy has been a baller. He has. He really has. Okay. But again, <laughs> there's things that are nice. But we can talk about McCaffrey, and we talk talk about you know their defense playing well, blah 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 blah. But if if Cam's not right, they got zero points again. A trick play, a touchdown throw from McCaffrey, and a two point interception return. Okay, that's how they scored. Yeah, they got nine points. So we can say, well, what if Cam was healthy, but he's not? But what is that team going to be without Cam or with a wounded wing Cam? With a wounded wing Cam, I mean, it was it was ugly. They just – you saw the interception. He couldn't get the ball mm-hmm. past Eli Apple. No, it, he looked like he wound up so much to get to throw that ball in the end zone and that thing Danny Werfel floated. Yeah. I mean and we know he's got a strong arm. I mean that that dude Mm-mm. I, Mm-mm. it sucks. It sucks because that should I haven't been seen him throw that bad since he threw the laptop out of the window. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm ki- that was dirty. It was dirty. That was dirty. Although Technically, not too soon because it's been a while. It has been a minute, so yeah, not too soon. And well, that's and like way past for, him. Sorry, the, go ahead. See, the thing for the thing for Cam. I mean, he's twenty nine, <laughs> going to be he's me thirty in May. So he's he's crossing that threshold to getting to that point where things are either gonna he's gonna peak at some point and start to you know start to go down. And obviously, sitting him now is gonna. Keep him healthier for next well, season, wh- and hopefully, whatever, yeah. I mean, get everything cleaned up. But here's the here's the thing that kind of when you look at the the stats here, I mean, Newton got sacked four times, he got hit five, but he also ran the ball five times. So technically, he got hit more than that. Of course, he's the most hit quarterback since entering the league because of his playing style. Mm-hmm. So well, it's not dude, surprising that dude, he's wanting to stick his head in there. I mean, he's he's taking a lot of abuse, you know. It's, but it, it's time to yeah. you know. And granted, with Turner coming in as the OC, definitely he's changed his play play yeah, style just a little bit. But he can't do that now. You think of what no, McCaffrey's done, and that should open up the, like the play action. But if he can't throw it deep, if he can't, you know what I mean. If he can't do it, then those chunks of the offense are yeah. they're wasted. What have they lost? Six in a row. Six in a row. I mean that's incredible. They were and we knew something incredible. was wrong when Taylor Heineke came in to throw hail marys at the mm-hmm. end of games. Yep. Mm-hmm. That should have been mm-hmm. clear, saying, "Look, we really need to figure out if we need to sit him to at least get him healthy, well, and or make a real shot at see if we have a real shot at the playoffs." <clears throat> and well, they had a shot. Well, you remember they did. earlier this season, the Colts did the same thing when they brought in br- uh, our, our brisket guy, Jacoby br- Brissett. Yeah. 
uh, for a Hail Mary on a on the game they lost. You know, it's Yeah, but you know, I mean, here's the thing. Uh, you know, the the Colts, I know a lot of people made fun of Andrew Luck throwing the Nerf football and all that stuff. They started what what did they start the season out at? 1, one and, and five. 5? Yeah. Okay. So they went 1 and 5 and then they've won 7 of 8. Correct. Okay. But think about the progression of Andrew Luck over the course of the season. And that's what's most important. Correct. And we, you know, the one in five isn't really relevant for them right now. What's really relevant is him getting healthy, him getting right, and then obviously a change. That offensive line is much nastier than it used to be. And the defense, I mean, the Cowboys had a bad game. And a large part of that is certainly you have to give credit to the Colts. But the Cowboys were probably due for a little bit of a letdown. Because they've been playing the proverbial must-win game for like uh-huh. five or six weeks. Yeah. Okay, so it, that's going to happen. And you know, I always say that you know, it, I think you, I think it's okay to give a team the occasional mulligan. To score zero is pretty tough. That's pretty bad. That's pretty. That's pretty bad. Uh, I don't know how much of a mulligan the Cowboys get for that, but the more important point here is back to Andrew Luck is that they manage that, right? They managed that for him, and they did other things around him to make sure that the team was better. Uh, some of that scheme, some of its protection, but you can see his progression. If Cam is in that same boat, then shutting him down now and preparing for what it's going to be, if it's a lost year, it's a lost year. But if he's 29 going on 30, and maybe you have a four- to five-year window, eat the year now, eat the year now, Yep. Do what you have to do through free agency in the draft, get them right, and then go back at it. And I think that that is the example that the Colts have given us. And again, for all the you know people made fun of Andrew Andrew Luck and the Nerf football, but I don't think they're laughing about that when it you know all they're right. not laughing about that now because the Colts <clears throat> team. We'll see what happens at the very tail end of the year. And I think Shannon, I think you're right. I think Colts Titans should be flexed. I think that's going to be the flex game week 17 because I think the Colts will end up beating the Giants. Not sorry, Mark. Uh, Colts should beat the Giants. I believe the Titans will beat the Redskins. They should. And I believe Baltimore will lose to the Chargers. They should. And that'll leave the Colts and Titans at uh, uh, 9-6. And and NBC will flex them to Sunday night. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Ravens at 8-7, although the Steelers – Good Lord, if they lose uh, at New Orleans, the division is still in play mm-hmm. <laughs> for the Ravens. I don't know if it's still in play for, I guess, for Cleveland, maybe. Uh, we'd have to look at some playoff scenarios. But, I mean, that that's more of a kind of a fun thing to laugh about. Cleveland right. has to win out, Baltimore has to lose out, and the Steelers have to lose out. Yeah, so there you go. So... If those scenarios play out on Sunday and, you know, on paper, on paper, blah, 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 blah. Although some of our Pick'em stuff lately hasn't been looking too no. hot. I've had a rough year in Pick'em, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, quote, unquote, on paper, yeah. if things go the way we think they'll go, Week 17 is going to be insane. I mean, they they could flex Baltimore-Cleveland for all we they know. Could. They could. They could. I mean, but but I think you know looking at it as of right now, Colts Titans seems to be the logical. I would think week so. seventeen Sunday night. 
that would flex be my, it out. That yeah. would be my guess. Because that looks like it's going to end up being a win, win to get in mm-hmm. game. All right. Win and you're in. Yeah, win and you're in. But I, I think that I, I really do believe the Panthers have to look at how the Colts handled Andrew Luck, his injury, his recovery, and that transition to get back, and then the progression over the season. Oh, and that's to me what that's the model. Now again, we don't know specifically what's wrong with Cam. It's just that you clearly can watch him play, and you know something is wrong with Cam Newton. Yeah, if I'm Carolina, that's my first call. I'm, so, I'm calling the Colts and being like, "Hey, how did?" What did you guys do? Who did you go see? What you know? How did you handle it? You know, just that—that's your franchise right there. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, they, they, McCaffrey, I think, is the real deal. Absolutely. You know, but they—they they need another receiver. They need another receiver, mm-hmm. and I—I I, I love Olson, but he's done. He, uh, you know, his feet are. I think is. I think he's going to be a guy where his body just portrays him. And, Can't and, say healthy, but I, I, you know, his that, his foot surgery, his surgery went well. He, you know, that guy's gonna want to play again next year. But I thought, I thought he was gonna go in the booth this year. I, I, he's gonna he's gonna go in the booth eventually, and God right. bless. We'll see if he holds up better than Jason Witten. Oh Lord! But pull a rabbit out of the head. <laughs> That's what, did you did you hear that they were were? Uh, let me see if I have it pulled up. Oh my God. I did see that earlier. L- let me see if I out. have it. Let me see if I have it. Jason Witten. Hold on. Hold on. Because it is, it is absolutely. It's not as good as Stephen A. Smith talking about the Chargers and Hunter Henry and Derek Johnson. But it's pretty damn good. I have to have this thing saved. Ah, here you go. Here you go. Jason Witten talking about. Since we're talking about the Panthers, we might as well <laughs> bring this bad boy up. All right. Listen to this piece of, of gold from Jason Witten. Cam, resilient. That's what he does. I mean, he can make plays like that. He's athletic. One of the best things he does is run after catch. New Orleans is trying to wrap up. They're not doing a very good Cam. One of the best things he does is he is the run after the catch. Come on, man. Come on, man. Are you drinking in the booth, dude? Are you I mean, drinking in the booth? Maybe. <laughs> if that's the case, I mean, then we could be in the booth. One of the best things he does is run, and 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 he said, "Run, run after catch." How? <laughs> the oh, rack look. yards. Yeah, yeah, rack. <laughs> you know, look if Eric Reed can get selected for his seventh random drug test, can they check Jason Witten? I'm just saying. <laughs> I love. I Jason. read that and I was like, "What the hell, man!" <laughs> look, I Jason Witten, the football player, was incredible, and I really like that guy. You know, if you could give me a team full of players that worked as hard as Jason Witten, let me tell you what, you're going to have a winning football team. Okay? But in the booth, man, the struggle is real, bro. It is. It is very real. You, you thought that Sean McVay was making that face because of that dude muffing that punt. He was really <laughs> making that face because of crap Jason Witten says. <laughs> you know there's that website, Stuff My Dad Says? There needs to be a website, Stuff That Jason Witten Says. Oh, my God. You know, For, for real. That's a real thing. We need to take a break, by the way. We do. We do. Because I'm out of everything. I'm out. I, I drank my beer. I drank my mixed drink. I even drank all my water. You drank all your water? Man. Bro, I'm out. You know what? All right, all right. So here, we're going to break this up into a couple of parts. Let's do this after. After? After. Oh. Okay. Tease it. Tease it. Tease it. So we've got some sports brew beers, which apparently we're going to go drink. 
or go imagine we're gonna imagine that we're gonna go get after 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 the break is that what we're gonna do yes okay did we did we forget to tie up any loose ends there i wouldn't even worry about probably this point (laughs) (laughs) okay we've definitely been all over the map to say oh my god are you kidding we've been everywhere we have been absolutely everywhere in segment one it's been it's been a little bit of a you know it's been a little turbulent squirrel <laughs> squirrel uh, beer 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 i think for yeah. the second half i think there's like four or five games we can touch on i think we'll be good yeah okay. we will be cool we'll, we'll we'll go back through we'll tighten up yeah we'll we'll definitely hit up the indie cowboys game yes and, and definitely gloss the you know, donut maybe we'll, <laughs> yeah uh donuts for dallas buddy maybe what we ought to do is quick hitters, quick hitters through football games. Okay. And then we'll celebrate our sports brewery beer list update. There you go. And then we'll just have fun with other random Christmas crap. Because sports brewery like PSA. Yeah. Uh, you want to go back to that? Because the sports brew would like to, to make sure that all of you out there There you go. <sighs> We're just letting you know. Try not to be a cunt. <laughs> when you're staring at a demigod, what can I say except you're welcome? Would you ever think that was going to follow up that soundbite? <laughs> oh, my God. It's a sports brew. I wouldn't uh, doubt you, anything that, at you, this you point. You never quite know what's going to happen on this dumpster fire of a podcast Good Lord. You, you never know you, you never know you never know anyway we'll take a break uh set your legs and top off for beverages we'll come back and pound through segment two just for good measure and then we'll get the hell out of here and i still have to bitch about the fact that redskins actually won a game a bunch of assholes still in the playoff I them, race. look i want them to win they lose i want them to lose they win I mean, <laughs> what, the, what the hell is that <sighs> anyway we'll be back in a second as, as always, thanks for listening and putting up with our guff and our crap. <laughs> we'll go back and uh, have a little fun in segment two and then shut it down and get out of here. But uh, anyway, yeah, Christmas cast. You knew this was going to be trouble. Oh, yeah. As soon as I knew Shannon was going to be here tonight, I knew this was going to be trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Who, me? Yeah, you. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't be. But that's half the fun. Anyway, uh, we'll be back in just a moment. All right, had to stretch our legs for a couple of minutes, but we are back and we are reloaded. Lord knows if that was segment one. I don't know what segment two will turn into, but I guess we'll find out over the course of the <laughs> evening as we attempt to wrap up. Also, uh, 
you know, so a, a PSA for Bristol Palin. <laughs> who, kn- who, kn- <laughs> who knew? Hashtag just saying. <laughs> Don't be a fool. Wrap your, your tool. Yeah, yeah. Thank yeah. you, Van Wilder. I think, was she playing, you know, Sir, <laughs> Sir Billow Laurel of fuck it all? Did she have that soundbite playing in the background? Is that what happened? Maybe. Yeah. F it, we'll do it live. Anyway. All right. Or just we'll do it. <laughs> or just we'll do it. <laughs> oh, man. What a mess. Anywho. All right. Let's rewind a little bit and some of the things that are super relevant and super critical. Number one, one of the, one of the, one of the best games really of the week. And it's a rewind to Thursday, but was Chiefs and Chargers. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a hell of a game. And, you know, I think we're going to have, because we had so much fun in segment one, I think we're going to have to go relatively quick hitter uh, through segment two on some of these games, which is totally fine. Uh, but Chargers, Chiefs, loved that game. Super entertaining. Uh, first time in 117 meetings, and I didn't believe this, that the Chiefs and Chargers both had double-digit wins. Wow. Yeah. So and it was a, a nine game Kansas City win streak over the Chargers. Uh the Chargers had never come back down or come back from fourteen down in the final five minutes of regulation, and the Chiefs had never blown a fourteen point lead in the final five minutes of regulation. So this was a pretty wild game. Uh you had Keenan Allen going out, getting hurt, and I think that's the first time in Keenan Allen's career, if I remember correctly, that he went with zero catches. Uh I believe so. Yeah. Uh, and then you even had Philip Rivers tossing the pick in the end zone to close out the first half, yeah. down fourteen seven. But you know, kudos to Mike Williams who stepped up pretty big time in that game. First Charger wide receiver with a rush touchdown and receiving touchdown in the same game since two thousand two. Uh, Damian Williams obviously stepped up a bit. He had a he had a quality game. So you know, really, let's boil this down. Let's get to the, the you know the latter part of the game. The, the Chargers are are down twenty eight fourteen. When they get, uh, you know, Justin Jackson polishes off a drive uh, with a touchdown run with about, you know, three, you know, right under four minutes to go. And the Chargers, and you have to give them credit, were able to bottle up the Chiefs, you know, and some of that, whether it's play calling, execution, whatever it was, or the proverbial Kansas City in December. I'll give you a December to remember, Kansas City fans. (laughs) A lot of Decembers to remember. Either way, they got the ball back really quickly from Mahomes and the Chiefs. And Rivers led just really just a wonderfully intense final drive. They had, uh, you know, that, that dart to Travis Benjamin. That was a hell of a throw, by the way. That was an incredible throw and a great catch um, doing that. And then, you know, I, like I was kind of curious as this game was unfolding, when Rivers went to do his ugly slide going down, whatever that was, and he got donked in the noggin i couldn't he was pissed yeah he was pissed i could not believe that they didn't call that on casey with all the quote-unquote safety for quarter oh yeah 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 league yeah i mean in in lifetime i thought that was late i thought it was pretty clear that he got hit in the head yeah you know oh daniel popped him pretty good but they got nothing but you know that's one of those moments in the game i was like oh dude and I know, I know, I know the Rivers rage face is a joke, <laughs> like we've had for a lot of years on the podcast. But I mean, he was pissed, it man. Was for Th- real. That dude was pissed. And so, like to me, in my head, I was like, "Oh man, here they come! They got the, you know the Chiefs got away with a cheap shot, and that, and now they're going to make them pay." And you know, and they did. All right, 
Now, granted, you had a tough a tough call penalty on Kendall Fuller in the back of the end zone, giving the Chargers the ball at the one. Uh, that was a um, <laughs> the uh, proverbial. Oh, we missed that call, so we'll make that up for you. It did kind of feel like that. Fair or not, it did kind of feel like that. I figured the missed push off call on that touchdown was probably the makeup call. Yeah, maybe. Well, maybe. You know, but. What I loved about this game was once they get the touchdown, and that's confirmed, about four seconds left, man, Anthony Lynn sends that offense back on the field. And it was the right decision. And granted, it's, we have the luxury of, you know, at the time revisionist I, history, but in the moment, it felt like that was the right thing to do. Yeah, I mean, here, here's the thing. Kick the extra point, you give Mahomes a chance. You go for two, either you're going to win. You're sitting pretty anyway with the playoffs right. at this point. You know, you've only lost uh, three games. You would just be four, and the other teams have lost six. You're well, going to make the playoffs. The Chargers had a lot to gain. They didn't have a lot to lose. Right. They had a ton to gain. It's but a short week. Short week. You know, you're you're at you're you're at Kansas City, and it's the Kansas City defense. Right. I mean, let it's not the 2000 Ravens. It's not the 85 Bears. It's the freaking Kansas City defense is it's just as good as Swiss cheese. <laughs> and you know, so many holes and good God. I mean Are they like the Kansas City Sheeps? The blood <laughs> <laughs> You know I'm just saying. I mean, who was more wide open? Uh Williams or Hogan from New England? Oh my god. I mean, who 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 was more wide open on their catch this week was <laughs> You know, was it Mike Williams or was it Hogan? You know, it's so the guys were so wide open. I it would have shocked me if they dropped. The At ball. least you didn't say who was more wide open. You know, oh, Hogan or Jenna Jameson. Like Lord I wasn't sure where you were going to go on wow. that. Wow, Hogan or the Sheep? <laughs> uh, oh boy! Oh man! Yes, we just went there. Sorry. <laughs> Come on, let's steer back a little bit. Come on. Wait, come on. Let's tighten Conduct. up. Come on. Con oh, oh dear. Come on, conduct. Pod, pod, podcast Kegels. Podcast Kegels. <laughs> let's tighten up. Get us back I'm not going to lie. I've never seen blown coverage that badly before. Yeah. <laughs> that was ridiculous. Bristol Palin. <laughs> It was ridiculous how wide open both those guys were, dude. Dude, I mean it, it, that that was just a, it, miscommunication, blown cover. I mean, it, they they completely whiffed on that. Uh, I loved the aggressiveness and the assertiveness of the call. I, I, you know, I loved that in the moment for what that game meant to the Chargers. I'm just not going to say San Diego or LA, but just got to say the Chargers, right? Right. For right. what that meant to the Chargers, I loved that. Having the guts, the guile, the moxie, whatever you want to say, of going forward in the moment. The balls. The Yeah, of just completely having the balls to do that. You said okay. balls. I, lo I loved that. Uh, and it, clearly it worked out for them. Now, had they not gotten it again, they didn't have a lot to lose. I mean, they're in the playoffs. The, it, it, this is a matter of, are you going to be a wild card team? Or are you somehow going to you know take a shot at getting... Uh, you know, a buy and or home field advantage. Then we have to see how the rest of the season plays out. But I loved the Chargers doing that. Short week, hostile crowd, potent Kansas City offense. Go for the win. Go for the dagger. Seal the damn thing up. 
you know, and, and keep in mind, the Chargers, they also came back from 16 down to the Steelers. They were down 23-7 at the half. Yeah. You know, you can't sleep on them. Yeah, you can't sleep on them. And the other thing, I know, you know, Kansas City fans, trying to, I don't think they should be turning on Andy Reid, but, you know, as, as a Redskins fan, there's a thing that we used to, and you'll still see it referenced every once in a while, but they call it being nervous, not nervous, nervous. Mm. Okay, and th- that was a dedication to North Turner because the team could do certain things and then they had a, a tendency to kind of blow it in certain moments, mm-hmm. particularly big games, which I think also carried through to, to the Kirk Cousins duration, <laughs> you know, era. But I understand why Chiefs fans get nervous, okay? Because in December, in recent history, okay, in December in the playoffs, man, it has not been kind to them, all right? Keep in mind, though, that the Chiefs' three losses this year are to the Patriots, the Rams, and the Chargers. Mm. All playoff teams. All playoff teams. All yep. playoff teams. And the total from all those those three losses is eight points. So wow. even though you can't really trust their the defense, they're 28th in the league in points allowed, so it's really hard to trust their D, their losses are against high-caliber, high-quality teams. Now, granted, the Rams have had some struggles the past couple of weeks. Fair. The Patriots, they look like they've got proverbial, you know, you can't say it on ESPN, but we can say it here, chinks in the armor. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> you know, you, you're seeing the cracks, right? It's it's not like it's not like they lost to a scrub team. Okay. But if you're a Chiefs fan, giving given playoff history and, and their track record, you worry. And I know Mahomes isn't a rookie, but it's his first year as a starter. Right. So you have some of that. And it's been an incredible it's been an incredible year. It really has been. And you can enjoy that. Uh, but you do wonder when it really comes down to crunch time in late season NFL is when it's really crunch time. Because that's where you have to separate out the teams that are really going to make a push. If they're peaking at the right time, uh, they should be showing that that's who they are right now. And I think the Chargers are showing that that's... I've doubted them. I have. With good reason. Yeah. And being down Melvin Gordon. That was tough. And, you know, for and the Eckler, most part. No Eckler. And Keenan Allen. And Keenan Allen. And they yet still somehow found a way to come back. Although they had game. Hunter Henry. Yeah, you know, Hunter Henry, <laughs> you you the real MVP. <laughs> oh, man. Thank you, Stephen. But, I mean, the Charger, a Chargers team, Derek Chargers Johnson team was from the tough past couple of years, they would have found a way to, loss, to lose the game. They, yes. they would have lost it. Yes. So this is yes. definitely a different Chargers team with a different feel to them. This team feels like they're finally ready to take that next step. I don't know that they will, but there's definitely something, you know, they haven't cost themselves some of the games that Chargers teams in other years have. And they also had North Turner, so they could they were nervous <laughs> <laughs> along <laughs> along the way. But you know we've joked around we've joked around about it almost all season long, and that's the Chargers as a dark horse. Yeah, and here they are. Yes, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I I was watching them early this season, and I was like, you know, 
we brought it up, and I was just like, you know, I really think they are. And mm-hmm. you got a veteran quarterback. You've got a good running game. You've got some good receivers. Your defense is starting to come around. You got a Pro Bowl corner. You got Bosa and Ingram rushing the passer. I mean, why not? Why not the Chargers? Well, you, on defense, you got the emergence of Kerwin James, a rookie, a who's safety. just making a hell of an impact on that defense. Mm-hmm. He was a steal for them. Like he just fell right to him, and people, I guess, just doubted him. And their schedule is a lot more favorable too for the final two games than the Kansas City. You could be looking at the Chargers stealing the division because of that. It's it's possible. I think I want to say that the Chiefs still have what like uh, either common like uh, common opponent strength. They have something. They have a tiebreaker on the them. The Chiefs have to lose in order yes. for the Chargers to get the home field. But that's possible. It is. They play at Seattle this Sunday night, and knowing the state of their defense, if Seattle's offense can get going, look out. Mm-hmm. You know, you big big game, Russ, man. Dangerous. You can't mess with that man. Dangerous. You know, you can't mess with that guy. So And and the Chargers get the Ravens and then the Broncos. Well, see see that's the other thing that the Seahawks can do is we were talking about the Ravens shortening games and controlling clock. The Seahawks, you know, it it's in their best interest to to pound the hell out of that thing and to keep it out of Mahomes' hands. Yeah. I mean it really is. And they're built in a way. I think the only team that probably outrushes the Seahawks is the Ravens. Is the Ravens. Yeah. I mean, without then uh, that's going off the top of my head. But if I had to guess, I would think that the Seahawks were about the most run-heavy team over the year, over the course of the season. But you know, recent history notwithstanding, you know, I mean, to me that's what you do. You you get them at home in Seattle. Your crowd's going to be loud. Yep. That's a big deal. Obviously, they got a little embarrassed, I would imagine, by the loss at San Francisco. Just so a they're smidge. gonna, yeah. So they're gonna lick their wounds a little bit, and I would think because of how they're built, they're they're gonna be able to give Kansas City a run. Now, if Kansas City gets up on them, the Seahawks are screwed. Forget about it. I mean, you know, if they're fourteen up, man, the Seahawks are out of luck. But if that's a one score game and it's tight and it's a grinder game, Seahawks are capable. Very but capable. To me, they're best. You got Russell Wilson. Yeah, the best thing they can do is ball control the hell out of it, yeah. and just play keep away. That's and what I'm th- doing. I mean, yeah, that's what that's what the hell I would do. I mean, Randy. Oh yeah, I mean the way Carson's been running the ball for them, and I mean Russell Wilson, just running in general with him. But he, the thing is, he's also been extremely accurate too. He's been throwing some really pretty balls as of late. Uh, so you're telling me you like uh, you're telling me you like Russell Wilson's balls? You said <laughs> balls. I said I like the way he throws them. I didn't say I liked his. Well, personally. that that sounds that sounds a little personal, there, buddy. They're <laughs> 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 they're not mine to throw <laughs> throw around anyway. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you just said oh, that. Lord. Wow! And we don't have a Sierra song. No, I, I don't. I don't have any Sierra songs. Whatever. I watched that that halftime pre-recorded. They need halftime to do thing. away with that shit. It really that that weird halftime performance thing is just garbage, man. 
It's just garbage. No thanks. It's not even a good segment. You know, Peter Griffin just called. He has thoughts. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. We're going to Hold on. Hold on, Peter. Oh, pat- my God. Who the hell cares? That's about right. That's about right. Yeah, that works. Pretty much. <laughs> All right, next game. Quick hitters, we said. <laughs> we did say quick hitters. Um, oh, side note, side note. Kansas City, KC, falling short in big moments. KC, Kirk Cousins, Kansas City. Oh, my Just saying. Goodness. So you be the judge. You be the judge. Dirty, dirty pool, right? But you know who didn't fall short? Who? The Minnesota defense. Hey. What did, did they have nine sacks in that game? Nine sacks. Good. God gave up a total of 193 yards. And you, know, you know what else Minnesota did against the Dolphins? They ran the hell out of that damn ball. Can you about damn time? No kidding. <laughs> look, look. You know what I wrote in my notes? The Vikings de Filippo'd the switch on the run game. I <laughs> uh, see what you did there, Dalvin Cook. Come on down. They ran 40 times, dude. dude. 40. 40. And How many look, times have we said on this podcast, in order to win in this league, you have to run the ball? Like, your quarterback throwing the ball 40, 50 times ain't going to win you the game. Well, run the damn ball. I know they say defense travels. Not like James Harden travels, but <laughs> defense, tra- defense, tra- <laughs> defense travels. And it, it, except the Dolphins defense, that didn't travel at all. Uh, they, they no. were terrible. No, they were no. terrible. No, Kirk but, Cousins only threw twenty-one times in that game. Dude, when you get Dalvin Cook nineteen for a buck thirty-six Bro. and Murray fifteen for sixty-eight, you don't need that man throwing no. that many times. No, the Vikings were thirtieth in rush yards per game, thirty-first in rush attempts, and tied for last in rushing touchdowns. So what did they do? They fired their offensive coordinator. They, fired their OC. they ran all over the damn Dolphins, dude. And 220 rush yards, 40 attempts, and three rush touchdowns. See, here's the thing. like You have Nasty. a great defense. Run the ball. Help those guys out. <laughs> by the R- way. Ravens model. Keep the defense fresh. By Protect the, them. By the way, back to my fantasy upset, upset of Matt. All right, fantasy football assassin. Sorry. What's up? My my best scoring team this or my best scoring position was number one Minnesota Vikings defense. You got a lot of points out of them. I did, and my number three was my kicker. Mm-hmm. This is against the dude thirteen and zero. Thirteen and zero with Mahomes and Ty Gurley. Well, he had Thielen who didn't do anything. Exactly. I think you had Diggs. I had I yeah. got the touchdown. He you got didn't. the touchdown. Ha-ha. He did. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Womp womp. Womp, no salt womp. at all. Wow. Nah, no salt at all. Hey, you know what, <laughs> no. dude? I put up 200 twice on this dude this season. He got me both times. So, you know what? Low sodium here. <laughs> I win. <laughs> just kidding, Matt, dude. I'm you won when it counted. Yes. Yeah, that's true. I know. I just had to say so, that for fun. I will say the one bright spot for the Dolphins was uh, Kalen Ballage with that uh, 75 yard touchdown run. That was about the only thing that was actually good for them. Yeah, that, but but after that happened, Minnesota locked them down, man. Oh, that, yeah. That is definitely. a Sports Brew approved name, by the way. Some Brandy! <laughs> <laughs> Some Ballage. <laughs> oh, man. 
But, I mean, yeah, nine sacks, 11 quarterback hits. I mean, Tannehill was just hosed from the word go. Oh, no, they, <laughs> they pounded that dude. They, they pounded that guy. And Dalvin Cook, by the way, kudos to you. I like how he, uh, after his touchdown run, he hooked up a lineman with the ball. We got a fat man spike. Nice. I love that. Those are always awesome. Dude, that lineman put some some mustard on that damn spike. Did you see the replay of that? He spiked the hell out that damn ball. Bro. He had a lot of pent-up aggression. We finally (laughs) ran the damn ball. You know? Come on. That was a spike that made Gronk proud. Yeah. No, that that was legit. Side note, uh, dear Miami Dolphins, if you're playing the Vikings and you're down, don't do it. Don't don't mock the skull chant. It's a bad idea. If you're up twenty one seven, you can sort of do that. But if you're down twenty one seven, don't do that, bruh, bruh. No, don't do it. No, largest winning margin of the, of the season for the Vikings twenty four points, by the way. And the Dolphins have lost six straight in the road. Mm. <laughs> one and six this season. They ain't on, making the playoffs. Uh, it, no. No, no, no pipe. Look, the pipe dreams of, of taking that division from New England, man. Put down the pipe. Okay. Zero <laughs> yeah, no, zero. It's not not happening. Not happening. Not happening. Get off the weed. <laughs> side note, Rand- <laughs> side note, Randy, side note, Randy, uh, 49ers Seahawks. I know that, you know, interesting game. Uh, unexpected as far as I was concerned. But one thing that did stand out is just the – this was kind of an odd week for penalties. Uh, I don't. Although I don't know that anybody was saltier than Lindy um, about the flags called on the Patriots. However, the Seahawks had 148 penalty yards. They were the, that's the most ever under Pete Carroll. Dang, most ever. That's, that's kind of shocking considering they're usually a very highly penalized team regardless. Well, you know, kind of in their in – their, you know, peak Legion of Boom era, they dared the officials yeah. to flag them, you know. Uh, what I didn't believe was that the, that was the first time the 49ers beat the Seahawks since 2013. Yep. I didn't realize it's... that it, the last time was when Jim Harbaugh was still coaching the <laughs> Niners. There are actually only two players left on the team from the 2013 team. How about that? Joe Staley and Garrett Selleck. And Nick uh, Mullins, sure. Nick Mullins, Nick Mullins, oh. throw the ball to oh. Mr. Kittle. Yeah, I know what I meant <laughs> to ask you, Randy. What do you think? What do you think? Since you know they had a friendly trade to get Garoppolo to San Fran, what do you think about a friendly trade to send Mullins to New England? I'd rather at this point, I'd rather keep him as the back. I know you'd rather keep him, but what I'm saying is, can you see that? plausibly happening given what he's showing and how much he's growing week to week he's showing what is this chris cooley he's (laughs) (laughs) well if that's the case he he ain't showing much (laughs) (laughs) is he a grower or a shower which one is it (laughs) well at this point mullen's probably a grower (laughs) (laughs) wow so when he Woo. entered as a room, bang, bang. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying, this seems like a good time to play that song. Just, just saying. Uh, <laughs> <Lord>. <laughs> I mean, I could see the trade happening. I don't want it to happen, but it's, I'm not saying I it mean, will he, happen. I'm just saying that, I mean, but at least that makes young some enough, sense. He's got potential enough that, yeah, I think he could 
be the heir apparent if given the opportunity. There you go. <laughs> and just to let you know, Shannon, he did throw the ball to Kittle. He targeted him eight times. Just Kittle only caught three passes. That's all. Damn it. Randy. Come on, Should have done it last week. Damn it, McMullins. <laughs> oh, that's so fun. Let me get rid of that one. I think Shannon Sharp sent a check. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Distinct possibility. Distinct possibility. But, uh, but no, like you mentioned earlier about the running backs, yeah, Jeff mm-hmm. Wilson, only seven carries, but 46 yards on those seven carries. I mean, he mm-hmm. he's shown, granted, that fumble almost caught, you know, was bad but beyond that i mean he was he's shown a lot a lot of promise for a rookie who's just kind of been thrown into the mix and said hey play your heart out and see what well, if you're on the team next year they're digging pretty deep you know what i mean they're, they're digging pretty deep so but, but for this team to come together and play a playoff team this this good this late in the season with all the injuries all the adversity they faced all year and to come out on top and break that streak. I mean, Richard Sherman gets the game ball. You know, this is probably this, you know, this is our Super Bowl, the way I look at it, because Realistically, what, it, yes. what it means to the team, this is the epitome of the Super Bowl for them for this year, considering obviously not in the playoff hunt. You know, and I also give uh, credit to Dante Pettis is really starting to come on as a receiver. So I, I'm hoping that this will continue into next year. That gives a nice little setup with uh, Pettis and Kittle. So Randy, how did mm-hmm. it feel to break free of that losing streak? <laughs> I see what you're trying to do here. Now it actually it feels really good. This just I mean I, even if we had lost the way they played. I was happy with it because yeah. they didn't give up. They just kept fighting. They were making plays. They they shut down the the Seahawks when it counted most. I mean, that's all I that's all I could have really hoped for, given the season was has been a bust for the for the most part. Right. They never give up. Uh oh. Never give up. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> is that Donk? <laughs> well, there is a cougar in the video. There is a She's a cougar now. <laughs> she may not have been a cougar then. But <laughs> cougar now. <laughs> Donk's dream girls. So, 80s video stars, man. Current day. Current, so current let, day. let me ask you this. If if Donk ends up winning the Brew League, do we just mm-hmm. get him gift cards to Bar Louie instead of cash? <laughs> because Bar Louie is the official Cougar hangout of Short Pump. Yeah, but he's... Well... That would require him to come back east. Oh, they've got Bar Louie's out west. That doesn't mean it's the Cougar hangout spot there. May not be. Uh, well... Amber says she went to one in Colorado and there were a bunch of cougars. Do we just need to survey the cougars? I mean, <laughs> I don't even know where you're sitting at. Like. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. Uh, Thanks, Kawhi. Thanks. God. 
Go ahead, Randy. I know what you're about to say. Go ahead and say it. <laughs> nope, I ain't saying shit. Fin- finish out the trifecta, man. Come on. Do it. Do it. Do Come it. On. Uh, Do it. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Fine. Considering how this segment's going, I think we just need to shake it off. Thank you. There you go. Two billion views, and we're probably a billion of them. We're we're probably at least half. At least. Maybe. Damn close. (laughs) What are you going to do, man? I mean, for 2019, do do we really need to start letting these sound bites go? MacGuffin. MacGuffin. Seriously. I still haven't watched this movie, by the way. Oh, you will. I've never seen it. Because Frozen 2 comes out next year, and they'll want to watch the first one. I don't know. Look, I've had Cars 3 in my pilot since I bought that car. Brother. And I'm just... (laughs) And I'm okay with it. I'm okay with Cars 3 on Perpetual Loop. I don't know that I can deal with Frozen on Perpetual Loop. Oh, Lord, dude. I don't know that that it's doable. Once Chloe and and the girls in preschool start talking about Frozen, it's all over. It's all over. It's Vince Carter at the all at the dunk contest. It's over. It's over. You're gonna be having that stuff. I'm trying to, although we've said cunt so many times, I don't even watch that <laughs> stuff. Ha- you would be having that shit on endless loop. You, you know, Shannon, it's yes, really the way he's reacting to Frozen, it sounds like he dreamed a dream he would never have to see that movie ever. You know, I think you're right, Randy. <laughs> I, I honestly think you're right. If I could find that song. and I'm going to pretend that I can't find it right now. <laughs> I saw it earlier. Did you? You may have. Maybe it's the end of the road for I Dreamed a Dream. Maybe. Maybe. Uh oh. Like for <laughs> Maybe it's the end of the road for Stephen A talking about the Chargers and Chiefs. <laughs> Stick to basketball, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Derek Johnson and Her- Hunter Henry, man. That was awesome. Great matchup. You kidding? That was absolutely hilarious. Where is that? Oh, Teddy? there it is. Oh, oh, there you go. Stephen A. Stephen A. Smith dreamed a dream that Hunter Henry and Derek Johnson were playing. That in that game, that was pretty fantastic. And Teddy Bruschi dreamed a dream that he wasn't in that interview. Teddy Bruschi's like, "Yo, what you been drinking, dude?" <laughs> <laughs> Look at Teddy Bruschi's face. He took a page out of Stephen <laughs> Stephen A's playbook: stay off the weed. Stay off the weed. Uh, but that was hilarious. Now the scent, the audio wasn't good on that, so I'm not going to play this. But basically, Stephen A. Smith is talking about, you know, the, here preview. I mean, and Stephen A. Smith basically said, you know, was talking about he was crediting Hunter Henry for the strong seasons he's had. He's he tore his ACL in May, dude. He has not played this season. So you're saying that Hunter and Derek Johnson is he's not retired, but he's not even on a football team. So you're saying Hunter Henry season hasn't amounted to jack squat. <laughs> it has not amounted to jack squat, but that I. That's not really fair. <laughs> well, I'm here to tell you that you're probably going to find out as you go out there that you're not going to amount to jack squat. 
By the way, Andrew Luck said the same thing to the Cowboys on Sunday. <laughs> You're not going to score jack squat. That's what that was. No, Andrew. And, pull up Arnold. Are you with Arnold? <laughs> yes. Oh, I don't even know. What, once he starts requesting sound bites, I usually know the beer is really kicked in. Well, my quick little PSA to Stephen A. Smith Who is, is your daddy, this little thing. and what does he do? That's what Andrew Luck said on Sunday to Dallas. Sorry, you quickly, Stephen A. Smith. A bitch. <laughs> Go ahead, Randy. There's this, there's this little thing called research. You know, you should try it sometime, dipshit. <laughs> what I thought, what I thought was great, was after that game, and again, that was one of my favorite games of the week. But Hunter Henry actually tweeted. Uh, after that, after the game, he said, bolt up. And Russell Okung gave him credit. He said, you carried us. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, Hunter, and Hunter Henry said, tweeted, duh, all night. Hashtag Madden. Which I thought was fantastic, dude. That's awesome. Absolutely fantastic. I love it. I love it. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Side note, side note, side note. Uh, just because I'm looking at tabs, we got to start clearing out. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, I love the fact that he went and he had a hot dog. He went to a tailgate before the Patriots game, and he had a hot dog with a fan. How great is that? That's awesome. That is phenomenal. I'm a fan. I, I, I'm not a Steelers fan, but I like Juju Smith-Schuster. I do, too. That's a good dude. Good dude. That that's he's, a fun. He's story. the guy who had a kid come up at Halloween with a Steelers jersey, right? Like, and he hung out with the kid at Halloween, like because the kid dressed up as him. I thought he went out dressed up as himself oh, on maybe, Halloween. Maybe, that <laughs> maybe that's it. what it was. I don't. I don't. You'd have to look it up and verify that. I don't. I don't quite recall. But either way, I'm a. I'm a. I'm a fan of that guy. All right. So yeah, l- let's watch. Oh, you, oh, it's Titanic. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, of course. Right. We went back to Chiefs and Chargers. Here you go. Go ahead. Because you knew this was going to happen. You knew that. Don't pretend you didn't. Rivers passes. Caught for the touchdown by Williams. <laughs> Four seconds left in the game, but this is likely the final play that matters. That's awesome. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Whoever came up with the freaking Titanic thing is is genius. That's love awesome. It. Love it. That really did work out pretty well. Fan of that, man. More a fan of that than I am of Stephen A. talking about Hunter Henry and Derek Johnson. I don't even watch that, whatever that show is anymore. <laughs> Good Lord. Yes! I don't even know the name of that show. Oh... Doesn't matter. It don't matter. It doesn't matter. What do you want to jump to next? Give me a game, man. Well, since Colts you Cowboys, let's up... go Colts Cowboys. Cause yeah, let's do that. Any any time the Cowboys go bagel, it's it's always a good thing. Oh, dude, look, the Cowboys have won five in a row before they got their asses handed to them by the Colts. Man, uh, we mentioned it earlier. Colts have won seven of eight. Um, and look, I don't know how good they they are, uh, but they're going to get a chance to really assert that um, over the back end of the season. And I, this is one, I don't know if you happen to have this pulled up, but uh, the, uh, that weird like Civil War era 
excuse oh, me, Andrew, Andrew Luck, Luck Twitter account. Did you retweet that from the from the Brew account? Uh, not this week. I didn't. Okay. But I I loved. I know, you know exactly. The, do you what know you're the about. Do you know the handle of that thing? Oh God, it's something ridiculous. <laughs> Captain, Captain Andrew, Andrew Luck. Luck. Yeah, that's yes. what it is. Captain Andrew Luck. Let's see. Hopefully, I don't know how often that account tweets. Got squirrel oil? Wow, that's oh, that sounds dirty. Oh my! All right, yeah, there it is. All right, You're on it. Yeah, dearest mother, the posse of cowboys has reached the outskirts of town. Scouts tracked them by the trail of tobacco spit and discarded baked beans cans. Our unit has been drilling in boots with spurs to uh, to understand their maneuvers. I believe we're prepared. Steadfast. That's obviously before the game, and then after the game, dearest mother. My hand trembles with excitement as I write to tell you the unit was victorious over the posse of cowboys. In fact, we walked away completely unscathed. Truly magnificent. There remains a chance our campaign lengthens. A marvelous thought. I love you, Andrew. I, I don't know who runs this account, dude, but they are completely ridiculous. Are there two Captain Andrew Luck accounts? Uh, I thought there was. there may be a, a gimmick... Off the gimmick, a gimmick off the gimmick. It may there may be. Um, I, either way, I love those, man. Yeah, I love those. Those are fun. It's so rando. It is rando, but Marlon Mack, dude, bro, have dude, a, look, have a game, bro. S- a side note, <laughs> I think it's funny that the Colts get shut out the other week by Jacksonville. Yeah, right. They lost six to nothing. Six to nothing. So they got a donut, and then they gave a donut. <laughs> the last time the Cowboys it's, it's were... the Christmas season. They didn't want to be they, a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> well, they wanted to give the donut. Yeah, they did. Uh, last time the Cowboys were shut out was a 2003 loss to the Patriots when they lost 12 mm. to nothing. So the last two times mm-hmm. the Cowboys have been shut out, Adam Vinatieri has been on both teams. How about that? Yeah. What Interesting a, factoid. A, a rando factoid. How about that? The goat. The goat. Mm-mm-mm. So, Shannon, I have to ask, is this what you expected out of Marlon Mack when the, when the Colts drafted him? To be honest with you, anytime they draft a running back, I'm just hoping that the dude will stay healthy and be as good as Edron James. That, uh, that's definitely that's a, a big ask. Uh, tall, yeah. Tall all right. right there. All, all kidding aside, consistency though, wise, I mean, kidding, go ahead. Yeah, all kidding aside, though, what what do you take away from that game? Like, is, is that is that more reflective of what the Colts are, or is that just a crap game for Dallas? I, there was a, there was some crap from Dallas. Don't get me wrong, because they they should have kicked the field goal in the first half when they were fourth and one on the one. And, you know, it was it was a close game at that point in time. It was a one score game. But it Man, also, they, they swarmed Zeke like a champ, bro. They did. And that's what they had to do. And they bended, but they didn't break. And they got the running game going, which when you have a line with three first-round picks on that line, you need to be able to run the ball. Mm-hmm. At, that's point blank. Andrew Luck didn't have to do too much in that game. And... You've got a tackle and machine with your rookie linebacker. And you got Hooker in the back. Hey, now. Whoa. Malik Hooker. And your defensive line's pretty stout. 
I mean, it's not the best defensive line. But, I mean, you got some ballers up there. So, run the ball. Milk the clock. Hey, hey, Baltimore. <laughs> but, you've got a quarterback that if you have, that if he has to, he can go win you the game. So, there's a nice little formula there. And you get the Giants this week. Keep Saquon off the field. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you... Or keep Eli on the field. Although, he's played better. Well... But. I mean, it's too bad the Colts don't have to play the Raiders and get Nathan Peterman on the field. <laughs> I, can't, the, I, I can't believe the Raiders signed. I, I do. I come I, on. I do love that Gruden is trying to help the defense get their confidence back and that's have right. Nathan Peterman that's throw re- interceptions. That's really why Nathan Peterman that, is there. That's why he's there. He's help, I think so. He's there to help the Raider defense get their confidence back or build their confidence, maybe. I don't know. Dude, I love that, you know, like checking Wikipedia after football games is, is both dangerous and hilarious. Um, but I, I love this one for the Cowboys and the and the Colts. All right. So uh, the Cowboys were listed. Their personnel, the owners, Andrew Luck, mm-hmm. President Frank Reich, General man- Manager Crazy Old Man, and Head Coach A Walking Dead Man. Oh, my goodness gracious. That's hilarious. Uh. Elite quarterback Dak Prescott led the Cowboys to a whopping zero points against the 18th-ranked pass defense. Dude, Twitter was just savage on him, man. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's the Cowboys. You got, you got. Oh, it is a different Andrew Luck. This is the one I was looking for. This is the faux Andy Luck. Okay. This is the one I was trying to find. Man, in my head when I was looking at the other one, I was like, did it get deleted? I'm so disappointed. Here you go. Uh, faux Andrew Luck, which is also looks like Civil War era Andrew Luck. Uh, Beth. We were we headed south to the vast plains and got a revenge on the men from Texas. We now must continue our war tour and prepare the defenses with word of a group of cowboys marching toward our home. Next tweet. Beth. I am afraid we have committed a war crime. A group of cowboys attempted to infiltrate our camp, and we responded with a merciless slaughter, leaving their survivors without a shred of dignity. <laughs> but all is fair in love and war, I'm afraid. Until we speak again, Andrew. <laughs> Fifteen nice. years, dude. Fifteen years. Mm-mm-mm. Damn I mean, impressive. Yeah. Any word on if the Dallas Cowboys had any cream cheese with their bagel? <laughs> No, but they could probably borrow some from the Giants. Or from any NCAA people wanting to get on probation. Yes, that too. That too. Okay. Speaking of bagels, New York football Giants. Yeah. Bro. A little 17-0 action there. Hey, look. The shutout was the Titans' first since a 31-2 donut went over the Cowboys on Christmas Day in 2000. How, how many people loved that Christmas present? I mean, it's it's like the gift that keeps on giving. Oh, my God. Just like the sports brew. Yeah, over the last two games, the <laughs> Titans' defense has allowed nine points. That's not shaping up real well for the Redskins this weekend, is it? No. Not so good. No. Uh, Derrick Henry, by the way, has a franchise record 238 yards and four touchdowns. If you factor in, well, that's just, actually, that's just the Jacksonville game. And he has 408 yards over the last two games. It's the best in the Titans' era. 408. Damn. Over the last, yeah. Now, Earl Campbell ran for more when, when you're talking about the Houston Oilers, but as <laughs> as the Titans, that's it, dude. Mm. By the way, 
My favorite part of that game was when they did the Remember the Titans dance at the mm-hmm. end of the game. That, that was great. That was fantastic. That, that was just, That was fantastic. Yes. That was absolutely Phenomenal. glorious. Good job. They limited Saquon Barkley, who honestly, and we've talked about this before, he's the centerpiece of the Giants offense, has to be at this point. Absolutely. Particularly if Beckham's not going to be out there. But they limited Saquon Barkley to 31 yards and 14 carries. That's what you got to do, man. Lock them up, man. Yep. Bottle them up. Shut them down. You shut down the running game. Yep. Eli has no play action to go off nope. of. Nope. Nope. Hence the bagel. Yep. Hence the bagel. So. Well, and if you look at it, his longest run was 17, so that really gives him 13 carries for 14 yards on uh, minus the 17 yards. He needed, run, he, did, he, did Mar- he needed Mariota out there throwing blocks for him. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I don't think Eli's going to throw the Nah. No. Nah. No, not quite. Hmm. He, he's not a young buck anymore. No. No. <laughs> not Eli quite. Eli doesn't have the speed to get in front of a linebacker like that. Oh, he'd be looking like Sebastian Janikowski. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to block him. Seriously, I just I just missed. Oh, sorry, y'all. <laughs> Look, it's slower yeah. than Sebastian Janikowski. Oh, That's slow, dude. Lay. Oh, lay. Dude, the play was over like three minutes ago. Well, let's continue our tour through the debacle shitstorm that is in MC East. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, Redskins, Jaguars, man. Look, come on, y'all. You're supposed to lose at this point. <laughs> y'all are supposed to lose, and you're freaking winning? What kind of, Look, I'm happy that Josh Johnson got his first ever career like victory as a starter. Because he was, I mean, he was 0-5. Okay, this is also the first win for the Redskins since Alex Smith broke his leg. Oish. All right. So, and, and I know as a fan, I should be happy on some level, but you know what? I'm not. <laughs> Did I take satisfaction out of the win? Yes. Does it really make me happy in context of the season? No. And I know that sounds awful, but dude, I mean, where are they going? Nowhere. I nowhere. Mean- at that point, I would just I would just prefer the better draft pick. Yeah, I, mean, I, I feel your pain, but I mean you're going into week sixteen and you're in the middle of a playoff race. You know, I didn't think I'm I, gonna laugh. <laughs> I didn't think any of this would be happening. I'm gonna laugh if it comes down to freaking week seventeen and it's Eagles Redskins win to get in. That would be amazing if Tampa that would be Bay pulls crazy. off. Yeah, Tampa Bay mm-hmm. pulls the upset. Washington pulls the upset. Man, I haven't looked at the line yet, but I would imagine Philly at home versus Houston. I, I think Philly may be given a couple points. Yeah. Let me let me check my line real quick. But, uh, yeah, give me a sec. Uh, go verify that. Kudos to the Redskins for pulling it off. Not exactly an, I don't know, a thrilling game. A, a, a highlight reel and definitely wasn't a bunch of those but it did have some moments <sighs> end of the first half are you freaking kidding me that the Redskins screw up clock management and then they punt it and they give up a punt return to D.D. Westbrook to close out the first half it was 3-3 they gave How? Up, I, I know man I'm like oh, 10-3 Jaguars at halftime but look we get to the fourth quarter Josh Johnson chucks up a wing and a prayer to Jamison Crowder, who somehow 
on third and 15 ends up tipping it to himself to get the first down. That helps set up the score from Johnson to Jeremy Sprinkle. And again, you're going to hear all kinds of names where you're like, who the hell is that? <laughs> well, that's the that's where the Redskins are at at this time of year with injuries. Who the hell is that? Who dat? You know, they tied it up 13-13. And we made fun of Blake Bortles. But Cody Kessler, holy crap. That guy is, <laughs> is I mean, <laughs> ugh. Suck buckets, barf bags, BSE. That's Cody Kessler. Okay. Jags ball, Kessler's throw goes off the hands of the intended target, bounces right to Fabian Moreau for the for the pick. And the Redskins, look, man, they're going to go ahead and ride AP. It's what they did. They plowed down the field. Again, not always pretty, but they got it done, got in good position. Dustin Hopkins boots through a 36-yard field goal for the win. Do I get some satisfaction out of that? Yes. Is it what I really wanted? No. But the Redskins are the fifth team in NFL history to hit the 600 win mark. So That's something. There's that. Hmm. Uh, Randy, can you can you guess the other four teams? Because they're the fifth. 600 wins. 600 wins. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Dallas. Nope. No, that's kind nope. of surprise. Mm-mm. I only got to think older than so I would think. Considering how long these two teams have been around, I would think Green Bay has probably hit their 600th win by now. Mm-hmm. I would think Chicago. Yep. Um, so that's three of the five. Um, I mean, the Giants have been around for a long time. Yeah, the Giants are one. He's doing well. He is. Yeah. Let's see if he gets the last one, though. <sighs> Who else has been around long enough that's... And I know it's an old team, so. Come on, throw a dart. Um, I don't think the Niners have hit their 600s win yet. Nope, it's not the Niners. Steelers? Yep. It's the Steelers. He did well. Not bad, bro. That was good. Yeah, Green Bay, Chicago, uh, the Giants, the Steelers, and the Redskins. Those are the five teams that have hit the 600 win mark. Well done, sir. Kudos to you. Kudos to you. And Philly is two and a half point favorites. Are they? Yep. Look at that. Flipping oh, and by. Jacksonville, if uh, your quarterback rushes for more yards than he does passes, than he passes for, you're doing it wrong. Well, Josh Allen agrees. Yes. <laughs> the Bills are a different animal compared to Jacksonville. Yeah, we bet. Oh, yeah. We bet. We bet. I guess we might as well just finish off the NFC East, and somehow we've talked about the Cowboys, the Redskins. And what we talked about the Giants too. Yeah, that just leaves us with mm-hmm. the Eagles. Look, I'm just gonna call him BDN. You know what that stands for? <laughs> Big Dick Nick. <laughs> <laughs> BDN. BDN Foles. B- yeah. BDN Foles, dude. They sell shirts with a Super Bowl trophy and it says Big Dick Nick. And it's got the Super Bowl trophy rising up <laughs> on there. Thought that was funny. Oh, By the way, Eagles fans, yes. stop hating on Carson Wentz. Stop. 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 But the- it was a magical ride at the end of last year. We don't know what this year is going to turn into. But stop hating on Wentz. Dude. You can gloss up Nick Foles without hating on Carson Wentz. You just went It is doable. Aladdin. It's doable. Because, just- look, Foles is going to be a free agent, bro. And I don't know. I mean, what on earth? This is There's a lot of what-ifs here in this discussion. <laughs> I did not expect the Eagles to beat the Rams. I don't know who did. I sure as hell did not. Uh, apparently, the better in Vegas didn't. Yeah. 
kudos to the Eagles for that. But I, I'm not sure how much of this is about Philly and how much of it is about the struggles that the Rams are having. By the way, do mm-hmm. you like the karma of the Rams returner fumbling in the fourth quarter when they got the fumble from the Packers a few weeks ago? It was very funny. Uh, one of my favorite things that came out of this game was the Sean McVay as the stunned Pikachu <laughs> like meme. I thought that was hilarious. Hilarious. And I like McVay, but the fact he essentially looked like a drugged up Pikachu on that punt return fumble was so fantastic. So fantastic. Look, I, I don't know what the Eagles have in the tank. That team has issues, obviously, in the secondary because of a lot of injuries. Uh, Nick Foles, if for whatever reason that dude has some magic and they go on a run, I don't know what they're going to do with those two guys. You know, Lord help them if the Eagles won a Super Bowl again. How on earth would Wentz ever play in Philadelphia? <laughs> like, How? How? I mean, they would they would be riding him for Nick Foles all of the time. They, I mean, their work's cut out for him to get into the playoffs. I'm just saying, hypothetically, just for fun. But look, it it'd be difficult because you'd have a guy who's proven would have would have proven two straight years get me in the playoffs, and I will do everything I can to make sure we win. Yeah, we'll see. If, that's we'll see if they can get in. Uh, I think the, I think the Eagles, if their attitude is right and their mentality is right and how they attack stuff is right, they can spoil something for somebody. I'm not quite convinced they're going to be able to defend that Super Bowl title. And I feel bad for Wentz. I like Wentz a lot. That's a tough break, literally and figuratively. Uh, and Foles, by a lot of accounts, is a really good dude, really good guy, family man. I mean, just a lot of stuff with him. He's a good dude. So, even though I'm not an Eagles fan, no ill will from me. But I do find it fascinating just the scenario with Wentz and Foles. And when would Eagles fans turn on Wentz? I don't know. I mean, they turned on Santa. So, if they can turn on Santa, they're going (laughs) to. I'm just saying. If they can turn on Santa, they can turn on Wentz. Right? Still not the way I would do it. You'd be happy that you have arguably the best backup in the league. Yeah, I mean, he's arguably. still on a rookie contract, so there's no need at that point to no. get rid of him or trade him or whatever. You know. But, look, second straight loss to the Rams. They ate it to the Bears, 15-6. to Golf, by the way, has six picks in the last two weeks. Yeah, six. Rams need to get back to running the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, since Gurley only had 12 carries. Not enough. Run the ball. Not enough. Now, if you just gave me the stats, the score, didn't tell me who the teams were, honestly, I would have thought the score, 30-23, to 23, would have been Rams over the Eagles. Oh, well, based on Just yes. based on the numbers. Yes. Because yep. yes. it's just insane to sit here, and I'm looking at these numbers, and I'm going, how the hell did you win? And it's when you ultimately, it's like, no, the defense just showed up and made plays when they needed to make them and ultimately put the ball in the end zone when it was most advantageous for them. Well, Foles got away with a couple of throws. He, he did lob one up into the land of limbo with defenders around and Alshon Jeffrey just managed to go pull it down. But, I mean, clearly he, yeah, like the reappearance of Alshon Jeffrey is good. You know, not for my fantasy team, but 
it, real world, it it's good because he'd largely been forgotten about or underused or whatever. I mean, Wentz loved, loved, loved um, the tight end. Uh oh, just saying, love the tight end. So, in my head, I still, I'm still hard pressed to see Nick Foles coming in and leading this team to glory. Did it last year? Anything is possible. It's football. You never really know. But if they really believe in him, they really believe in him, and they rally up around him, and they play hard, I don't know how far they're going to go, but I think they can absolutely spoil it for somebody. Last year, I think it was different just because they already had the, you know, they were already assured, basically, they're going to the playoffs. Yeah. This year, it's definitely an uphill battle. I think the most interesting thing is looking at just stats in general. Mm -hmm. Yardage fairly even time possession mm-hmm. fairly even rams getting the edge in first downs but one of the key stats that we always talk about that is always the key to a lot of these games like this is the turnover battle mm-hmm. the rams turning the ball over three times versus the one for philly clearly that was what pretty much is the is the difference this is what the difference is it's that turnover margin, and when you the whoever makes the fewest mistakes tends to win, regardless of stats. Well, if it's if there's one thing about the Rams watching them watching them play, um, yes, Jared Goff. I mean, he's obviously been struggling the past couple of weeks, but I don't I don't think the defense has lived up to the billing. Todd Gurley obviously a stud. Um, they miss Cooper Cup. They do miss Cooper Cup. Big time. I think Cooper Cup gave them a very, very reliable target on second and third down when he wanted to go at them. Uh, they had, they have not successfully replaced Cooper Cup. Yeah, it's a kid that uh, moved the chains and, you know, all reliable, as they say. Yep. So, I mean, not that Cooks and Woods are scrubs by any means, but you look at Josh Reynolds, who's replacing Cup, he got 12 targets, and that's second on the team compared to Gurley, who got 13. Mm-hmm. But he only caught five passes. That's you know to to not even get fifty percent of your targets. That's not good. No. Now, granted, some of these balls probably weren't as catchable as normal. But I mean, Cup always went up, went and got the passes if they well, were over his head or look, wherever. He always gave one hundred and ten percent every single play. Here's the thing, man. There's any number of different kinds of players, and we can talk about actual positions or just what they the role they serve and, and their purpose. And Cooper Cup is a guy that could pick up some tough first downs. Uh, so I think I think they miss him. I'm a little concerned about the cohesiveness of the Rams' defense, of their cohesiveness on offense, and obviously the performance of, of golf over the past you know, several weeks. They don't look like the same team. Uh, and we can make that argument on some level about the Saints, but it, it's one thing for the Saints maybe to, to you know, lose or to win a tight one. You know? Mm-hmm. It is, but but the Rams, dude, they just look like you know the team that they were in the beginning of the, or the beginning of the middle of the season. It's like where is that team gone? Is this a discipline problem? Is it a, a is it a schematic issue? Is it an execution problem? Um, whatever it may be, they got to get that crap figured out. You know, yeah, it, just to, <clears throat> to see their stats defensively, zero sacks. Only three quarterback hits, only one tackle for loss. No, compared I, compared to the Eagles, who had two sacks, six and a half tackles for losses, and seven quarterback hits. Yeah, 
they that I mean, Eagles defense just played up and beyond what they needed to. They did. You know, they played a hell of a game and they deserve all the credit and the kudos, high fives, all that all that stuff for what they did. Didn't expect it, didn't see it happening. That was quality. But I'm not sure if this tells us more about the Eagles or more about the Rams. My lean at the moment is it it tells us a little bit more about the Rams and not in a good way. I mean, Aaron Donald, only two tackles all game. Yeah. One quarterback hit. He's usually causing problems no matter what. I mean, stuff in running backs, everything. And he just, he was a non-factor. And that's the game. Obviously, that was the game plan that Philly needed to do to ensure that they could run their offense. And Mm -hmm. it seems like neutralizing Aaron Donald was the key. And you know what? This should, as a defense, the Rams, it should be for an entire team. It shouldn't be, well, if they can bottle up Aaron Donald, then, you know, the the other team's going to do just fine. That shouldn't be like that. They've got Indomitian Sue, and they went out and got wow. Marcus Peters, and you know Keith Talese back out on the field. There's this team, this defense should be playing a lot better. Should yeah, be, but they're not. Should be eating. Should be, but they're du- not. If you're double teaming Aaron Donald, those other guys on the line like Sue, you uh-huh. know, should be feasting. You would think. Whether you know maybe Indomitian is too busy kicking you know somebody in the nuts. Yeah, quote, quote, maybe should be. Or stomping on a hand or something. Yeah, yeah. or stomping on a hand. Uh, and and I, I, I'm i pretty sure this is Marcus Peters. Dude, stay out the fan. Stay out the stand. Stay out the fan. <laughs> stay away. <laughs> stay out the fans. Don't do it. Just saying. Shake it off. Break free. Sarah Palin. Uh, not Sarah Palin. Bristol Palin. <laughs> Wait a second. Hashtag who's nailing Palin? Marcus Peters. <laughs> stay, out the, <laughs> stay out the stands, dude. No, look, nothing. Nothing's gonna end well. Nothing good happens after what two a.m. Uh, yeah. Nothing Let good, it go, bro. E- even the sports group podcast. It's we're closing on three. Nothing good happens after two. But here we are. But if you're out in the clubs, man, nothing good happens after two, and nothing good happens if you go into the stands and are yelling at fans and yelling at people. It's a bad look. Can't do it. Can't do it. Can't. Speak, do- speaking of which, we need to wrap this up. We do. Do you want to do our beers? We do need to do our beers. Yes, we do. We do. Did we, did we forget anything super relevant? I mean, the, the, the Patriots lost to the Steelers, but it was a close game. It, it was a close game. But by the way, I, I swear to you, I think if uh, – I don't know who it was that was behind Hayden on that sideline heave, uh, but I really do believe people made fun of Gronk saying, oh, well, he's not, he's not having a great year at safety. Um, <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny. And, Lindy, look, man, I know I joked around with you a little bit on your Facebook wall. Um, I do think the Steelers got a little hosed on some of those calls, but you, you got to play better than that, man. And they, they had some rough moments in that game. Uh, but I swear to you, I, I think if I don't, I don't remember who who the receiver was. If that guy hadn't been there, I think Gronk would have, you know, blown that, blown Joe, whoa, blown up Uh-oh. Hayden. <laughs> Let's rewind that, <laughs> okay? If you could turn back time, <laughs> if I could turn back time. I do believe, had the other Patriot not been there, I think Gronk would have been able to hit Hayden and get him out of bounds. He would have blown him up. Like that sheep. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> wow. He would have blown him up. I, 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 do, I, I, do, I do think that's a, that's a plausible outcome. But, you know, Patriots have some issues, definitely some cracks there. That Look, they haven't gone over the cliff, off the cliff, but they're skirting around at the edge of the cliff. 
their margin of error isn't as big as it used to be. But, you know, I mean, the Steelers' backs were against the wall. The Steelers had to win that game. They had to win that game. If they lost that game, they were yeah. at this point out. They had the to win that game. And they were at home. They had to win that game. Yeah. That was an absolute have to have it had to win. But it's hard not to look at some of the throws that Brady made. He McNabbed the ball at Gronk's feet. There were some ugly moments. I don't love that kind of officiating. But that's not, to me, the sole reason that they lost. It didn't help them. No. It didn't help them. But they're a little sloppy. And some of those throws from Brady were ugly, man. They were low off the dirt. They were high over people's heads. You know, and then he had that weird, ugly, awful sideline heave. That was a terrible decision, just trying to throw it away. It, it wasn't as bad as golf, trying to pick the ball up and throw it. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. Dude, golf. Jerry, Go- just take the sack, bro. Take this, Just go down. Take the sack. Call it a day. Punt, let your defense play. Yeah, do something. That was terrible. But I, I, I think with that, you, you, it's a little tip of the cap and a nod to the Steelers for handling their business. Patriots had their shots at it, had their cracks at it, and couldn't get it done. But it, it's hard not to look at them and be a little concerned. You know, it to, it, it just is, man. Seems like Brady's just <clears throat> had some breakdowns that he normally doesn't have. Just some of his throws I know. Are, are just, yeah, they're not going where they normally would, and he's making some really bad decisions, which is unlike him. Well, to be fair, Watt was, I don't know the tackle's name, but it felt like, Watt was all just raising hell on one side, uh, going wide, coming around, bringing the heat. I mean, he he gave you know that Brady did not have a comfy, clean pocket to throw out of, and that's that's a credit to the Steelers, man. They brought it. They brought it. So I'm still a believer that until somebody snuffs them out, you can't write them off. But this is true. You know, they've just that team's been through too much. It's seen too much. It's dealt with too much. You know, I I think that's really just more. The Steelers had to have that game, and they found a way to do it. Calls probably helped them a little bit, probably, but that's not the only thing. You know what I mean? That's not the only reason. It's not the only reason. So. First time in 16 years that the Patriots have lost back-to-back games in December. Think about that. And it's the first time the Patriots have had five losses since 2009. Hell, think about that. Jesus. I feel like the Redskins have had nine losses almost every other year since 2009. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, I really do. So, they haven't gone over the cliff, but they're skirting the edge. Yeah. Can't count them out yet. And maybe they're on the Buffalo. Maybe. Maybe. But I'm pretty sure Belichick will have him ready by the playoffs. They'll iron things out. I would expect so, but I don't know, man. It's just not setting up where I feel like it's them. I I mean, at this point, they might as well just start playing for being the number two, and hopefully they get some breaks along the way. Well, if they can lock in the two seed, I'd almost be tempted to rest everybody in week 17 and give the old, you know what I mean? They're, They're an older team. Yeah. You know, but that's only if, if that isn't going to impact them, and it's too early to know that. Too early to know that. So, also wanted to do want to throw a shout-out to Mitch Trubisky. Great sweater, by the way, in the uh, pregame tunnel walk <laughs> and the postgame presser. Um, I think the only thing more lit than that may have been drunk uncle off SNL. 
Um, that's a hell of a sweater. Uh, good job. And, you know, the Bears deserve some gloss and some credit for that. As a somebody that enjoys the Packers, is that a little bit salty? Yeah, hell yeah, of course it is, man. But, man, that's the first time that the Bears have beaten the Packers at Soldier Field since 2010. But you thought your streak was bad, Randy. How about that? <laughs> wow. Well, not only that, but that's this is the first time the Bears have won the division since 2010 as well. Yeah, I want to say they had four consecutive losing seasons. So, hell of a job. Hell of a job. You get Khalil Mack with the back sack of the pack. <laughs> that was crazy. That was I'm watching him go around the end. He's just backing into Rodgers, and I'm like, okay, that whatever works. Back the truck up. Beep, beep. I mean, it's just bananas. And look, I don't, I don't think like Cam Newton is is clearly evident, and maybe there's something going on with Rodgers that we don't know about. Might be, but I think we're gonna see him out on the field, man. I really do. But I mean, I know Philbin hasn't announced a starter yet, but if Rodgers feels like he's good to go, I mean, why not? He wants to play, dude. Exactly. He wants, to, he wants to do what Favre did. He wants to play it out. But I, I don't know. I, I think you just you have to give credit to Chicago. You know, Nagy's done a hell of a job with that team. Uh, side note, two things. Nagy, by the way, tied George Hallows for the most wins in franchise history by a first-year head coach. That's an amazing thing to think about. Jeez. They were the Decatur Staleys. It was the 1920 season, the first season of the NFL. That's what you're talking about. But that's going way back, man. But the, look, the Bears are 7-1 at home. They're best since 2005. So... Pretty impressive. Man we're, man, we're coming up on the 100th NFL season soon. Uh-huh. That's crazy. It's, it's bananas. It's bananas. So, I don't know. I think we've covered everything, though, really. Yeah. Uh, you know, unless you really want to do the dumpster fire that was Bengals Raiders. No. 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 Yeah. That, no. All right. So then, yes, we've no. covered everything. Oh, wait. No. Then there's oh Falcons Cardinals. That's another no. dumpster no. fire. Nope. 40-14, I think, is what that was. Nope. Yes. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> so Pass. beyond that, yes, we've hit on everything. Hey, man. Now it's, I think it's, now it's time for the beers. The beer list. Yeah, let's go out with the beer list. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's time for beer list. Okay. So we have, we had our Christmas PSA. You know, don't, don't, don't be a cunt. <laughs> Try not to be a cunt. It's Christmas. I think that's really sound advice, by the way. Very sound advice. Very sound advice. I'm a fan of that. So we've had the sports brewery suggestions before, and we added some new ones. And as we wrap up this podcast, uh, and uh, Shannon and I will finish up these beverages, I think it's important to you know raise a glass and think about, look, as the year draws to a close and we have 2019 right in front of us, it's a year of possibilities. It is. It is. It's a fresh start. New stuff. New thoughts. New you. Well, I like I like both of you guys. We don't need a new you. No. But uh, <laughs> that is, is that in Fallout, Randy? The new you station? Is that is, is that in the Fallout games? That sounds familiar. It's, for, it's either that or it's Borderlands. Yeah. Oh, you know, I think it's Borderlands. I think it is the new you. I think that is Borderlands. Yeah. Yeah. It's the dawn of a new year, and that means it's the dawn of a new beer at the sports brewery. So, we were 
working on names, and Shannon led led the led the charge this <laughs> evening, and we didn't even know this was going to be a potential topic of conversation. Uh, but Shannon dropped this delightful, <laughs> delightful deal on us: the Double Dong Double IPA. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the, that led into the Reach Around Belgian Quad. There you go. <laughs> you want to read the next one there, McGuffin? Sure. The Trump Mushroom Head Bourbon Barrel Stout. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. We needed to lighten the load a little bit for Whitfield, so we have the Failhorn Fatty Wine Cooler. <laughs> Give that one. Yeah, yeah. And yep. The just a bit outside amber ale. Yep. Just a, the just a bit outside. You had you had to do it right, man. Just you, yeah. a bit outside. You need a little bit more panache on that one. Yeah. Okay. I like the the Captain Snarky unfiltered IPA. Beautiful. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. The get off my lawn sour, sour ale. ale. That's nice. The triple option yeah. session IPA. I'm a fan of that. And the do it live lager, <laughs> and then, as the always, the fail, fail ale. The fail ale. <laughs> I like those suggestions, man. That's pretty good. The double dong double IPA was the that, dipper, That's the, a keeper. The double dong dipper. <laughs> that's dangerous. Although the reach around Belgian quad, you know, Randy would have the reach around Belgian quad. He would. Mm -hmm. He loves. A, he loves a good Belgian quad. He Indeed does. I do. And then. You had the common courtesy of a reach around. That's so right. There you go. Yeah, that can come in a special Todd six pack. The a good bourbon uh, barrel stout's not bad too. The but. Tooting Tower. <laughs> there you go. It's not just a pint. <laughs> <laughs> oh. We love you, Todd. By the way, Shannon, I think it's great. Uh, they had the Hardywood um, tap takeover yes. at Kroger. And so I get a text from Todd going, oh, Shannon's up here. Are you coming by? So I'm like wrapping up my work day. And I'm like, oh, hell yeah, man. I'm going to go over to I'm gonna go over to Kroger, man. I get there. I walk in the door. I'm like, oh, this is going to be great. I'm going to see Todd. I'm going to see Shannon. I'm going to drink a beer. Man, I, I roll up there. I'm like, hey, Todd. No Shannon. <laughs> I miss Shannon by all of, I don't know. Two minutes. Two two minutes. I, I miss Shannon by a damn two minute drill. I was like, really? Uh, so, damn. what are you gonna do? And of course, I hit shitty traffic. Oh, but yeah. that's neither here or there. Neither here nor there. Well, it was it was here and there. Well, this is true. It was yeah. everywhere. It was everywhere. Considering the time of year, expect it. Yes. Well, I think it was an accident. Many accidents On because, of course, it's raining, so Virginia drivers don't know what the hell they're doing when it's raining, snowing, or even sunlight. No, they don't. Yeah, pretty much. So, a uh, couple of rando wrap-up thoughts. All right. Number one, what if it's raining men and let the bodies hit the floor are telling the same story from different perspectives? That is quite the unique take on that, and... Kind of makes a scary kind of sense. <laughs> I know, isn't it? Isn't that... Why are you making me think at three in the morning? <laughs> I don't know. Kind of weirded me out a little bit here on that one. Yeah, well, you're welcome. 
Maybe I'll do some homework on that one. Yeah, we should investigate that further. Uh, probably not. All right, what's your other one? <laughs> there oh, you go. <laughs> you know where it won't be raining men? Where's that? It won't be raining men if this GoFundMe campaign raises the money it wishes to. There is a good... Brandy, this is what we didn't tell you. We, we told you it was something weird. And we were going to dump it on you on the podcast, right? There is a GoFundMe campaign that has been started. They are aiming for a billion dollars. Do you know what they're aiming for a billion dollars for? Tell us. What do you think? There is a... (laughs) Brian Colfage, I hope I pronounced his name correctly, a 37-year-old Florida resident, Uh has started a GoFundMe campaign to complete Donald Trump's signature pledge. They have raised $1.5 million in three days. Their overall goal is a billion dollars for what? That's right, the border wall. They are trying to crowdsource funding for the damn border wall. Are you? Oh, for fuck's sake. Come on. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Fuck out of here with that nonsense. <laughs> I mean, what the hell are they snorting? <laughs> Jesus. I don't know, man. I just thought that was like, when, I, when that floated to my news feed, I was like, are you freaking kidding me? Did you that, think you got Rick rolled? Yes. That, I mean, that's, look, that's rather industrious, I suppose. Uh, so good, good good, on them. By the way, Shannon, did you look up that word on that beer can? I didn't. Where's that beer can at? Oh, it's in your recycling. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess that means I'll have to buy another one and drink another one. You know, there's no, one no, sound bite no. you haven't played all night, and I think oh, Shannon yeah. just earned it. What's that? Oh, he played the fail horn earlier. Kool-Aid man, you ready for Christmas? I think you earned it, though, this time. Oh, what? Dude, I am so much fail and tiredness <laughs> at this point in time. And I'm watching Little John dance with the Kool-Aid man. <laughs> this video with Little John and Kool-Aid man is great. And then there's Santa. And there comes the family. I'd hate to be drunk watching that. Well, I am. Um... How much did they have to pay to to get the okay for Kool-Aid man to be in this? I mean, they drink the Kool-Aid, so... They do drink the Kool-Aid. I mean, look at what Lil Jon did for shots. Hey. People take shots all the time. We'll do shots of Kool-Aid. Now they're going to do Kool-Aid. Hell yeah. I still can't believe a GoFundMe for the Porter Wall. That's amazing. What a time to be alive. (laughs) What a time to be alive, man. I honestly got nothing. Merry Merry Christmas. So, when are we getting that log cabin off the beaten path by a lake that's away from everybody? From everybody? Uh, very soon. <laughs> okay, just figured I'd ask. Uh, we, we, might, we might need that. That's a distinct possibility. So, they going all Leroy Jenkins on that. Bruh. Leroy mm-hmm. That's what you get, man. Anyway, all right. Well, let's wrap up and get the hell out of here. Gentlemen, it's been entertaining. Uh, I hope I hope everybody that's listened to this shit show has enjoyed the ride. Uh, <laughs> Merry Christmas, Happy New Beer, and Happy New Year! And uh, look, man, 
uh, all kidding aside, have a great time with with your friends and your family. <laughs> have a great time, man. Uh, enjoy the enjoy the uh, you know again whatever it is you celebrate, man. Maybe you celebrate nothing, and you just have happen to have some time off. Well, good for you. But whether it's Christmas or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or you want to be funny and go Festivus or whatever it is, man, this is a great time of year to reflect a little bit on what has been, what was, and what can be and what will be in between Christmas and the new year. It's just a good time for that, man. You know, the possibilities get renewed a little bit and you raise a glass to surviving another year, another trip around the sun. <laughs> And you raise a glass and you take a sip and you take a swig to the possibilities of what can be and what's next to come. Well, that sounds a little dirty. Uh oh. Anyway, <laughs> look, enjoy it. Enjoy some time with friends. Enjoy some time with family. And certainly enjoy some football. But from all of us to all of you, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> I don't know what you say for Kwanzaa. Happy Have a kick ass Kwanzaa. Is it happy Kwanzaa? I guess. Merry huh? Kwanzaa. I don't know. Good friend of mine. Good, <laughs> good friend of mine. That's terrible. Yeah. Who was the dude that was on, was it Monday Night Football or Sunday Night Football, where the dude was like, he said he went to Wakanda Tech? Did you see that? I missed that. That was great. That was, awesome. that was sometime within the last month. But <laughs> it was phenomenal. That was good. Festivus, that's that's always rando. But, you know, I just I, in, in, enjoy some downtime. And I hope everybody gets to enjoy some downtime. And quite frankly, we got travels and family and holidays and Christmas and all yeah. kinds of stuff coming up. So probably our last podcast for the year. Uh, unless we sneak in a little mini one somewhere here or there. But, you know, it's probably about it. So hopefully we made you laugh. Hopefully you had some fun. And I don't know how much actual useful knowledge we imparted on anybody tonight. <laughs> hey, we gave them a great PSA, and they will go out and, and not do the C-U-N-T for Christmas. You know what? Honestly, Shannon. Yes. You're right. Don't fail horn your way through Christmas. And quite frankly... Try yep. not to be a cunt. It's Christmas. Take a tip from Santa's hand. The rest of us are doing our best to be jolly. I love that, man. That's so fantastic. You know who is a cunt, though? Porch Pirates. Porch oh, Pirates. Those package thieves. Those. One of, yeah, one of my favorite things of the week. And you know what? This is you Try not to be a cunt on Christmas. Don't be a porch pirate, you ass bags. I love the fact that former... Was he a NASA engineer? NASA engineer. Yes. That guy. Holy moly, man. That dude. The guy that made, that custom engineered the glitter bombs with the fart spray? Oh, oh my god brilliant was there ever anything more sports brew approved i mean he took a package from my porch and now he's and he and he it regretted car, it he doesn't know <laughs> it sounded very dirty package that is a package from my porch <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, well, that's what happens when you handle other people's packages. Sometimes oh, you, you hey, know, hey. it's the reach around quad, man. <laughs> um, so, you know. Sometimes they, you get a little extra surprise. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, uh, Mark Rober. That was so fantastic and so glorious. You can find it on YouTube. Package Steve versus Glitter Bomb Trap with uh, Mark Rober, R-O-B-E-R. And it is phenomenal. It is phenomenal. And for the people that are porch pirates that steal presents, you're assholes. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you're a- I, you deserve a glitter bomb. You deserve glitter bombs, man. You totally do. Glitter bombs and fart spray. <laughs> you deserve all of it. I love that video. Particularly when you were watching it and it was like, and you were like, yeah, you knew they just got a face full of funk. Enjoy that, bitches. It was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. So, I guess on that note, glitter bombs, fart spray, and... You got knocked the fuck out, man! Give me my goddamn money. That's right, Porch Pirate. <laughs> F off. But look, man, uh, again, from all of us to all of you, have a great time with your friends and family this Christmas, this holiday season. Enjoy it. Safe travels. Have a great time. And we will catch you, I would imagine, in the new year. From all of us to all of you, enjoy. We'll catch you on the flip side. We are the Sports Brew. As always, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Stitcher Radio, our home feed on Podbean, LiveSportsCaster.com. Keywords of Sports and Brew for all kinds of stuff. And we'll see if the fantasy football assassin, the one and only <laughs> Shannon, the Twitter Terminator McGuffin, can finish off these leagues. Woo. He finished off himself in one. Now he's got to finish off three other people. That's the, <laughs> that's the real Belgian quad. Hey. That sounds really dirty, too. <laughs> it does, man. The reach-around Belgian quad. I want that to be some, maybe that'll be somebody's fantasy team name next year. That's probably better than the Trump mushroom head bourbon barrel stout. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, from all of us to all of you, enjoy and we will catch you on the flip side. All right, y'all. Good night now. Good night. See ya.